0: Evening, and a lowly servant sat beneath the Rashomon, waiting for the rain to end. Under the broad gate, there was no one else, just a singular cricket clinging to the huge red pillar, which the lacquer was peeling here and there. Situated on a thoroughfare as important as Suzaku Avenue, the Rashomon could have been sheltering at least a few others from the rain. Perhaps a woman in a lacquered reed hat, or a courier with a soft black cap, Yet there was no one besides the man. Uh, oh, sorry. Y'all came in on reading time. And uh, what do you mean I can read things that aren't late novels and manga? Uh, anyway, you're here for a thing, an audiobook. Like, I don't know. You want to rent a podcast. Uh, podcast section's over there. Uh, just remember a couple of the rules about the podcast. Uh, oh, what were they again? Oh, uh, right. Uh, that languages and strong situations will be discussed and that that is not available for all audiences so that listener's discretion is advised uh there's also spoilers for Bungo and alchemist gears of judgment and any other anime series so if you would like to check out Bungo and alchemist gears of judgment before renting the podcast you can do so just be advised that spoilers are there and finally, that the views and opinion expressed are those of the podcast authors as a uh, individual and not as a whole and do not reflect the Dub Talk library as an institution. Um, yeah, I I was totally not reading classic Japanese literature. No. Um, oh, shit. Where did I put it? Uh, uh, fudge. Uh, hold on one second. Oh, where did it go? Aha! I found it. Um, now let's get back to where I... I was. Let's see. Ah, there we go. And so their argument sorted in a different direction. We, Wei Shan giggled and laughed as he rode past on his donkey. He wouldn't have thought that after so many years he stood strong and unfailing as a topic in the Cultivator's verbal battles. He had a way of starting conflict, if you you might say. If there was ever a vote who had the most enduring popularity amongst all the clans, then he was a sure winner. Ah, there we go. Back to things. Why is stuff behind me glaring like I'm doing something when I shouldn't be? Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Dub Talk Public Library, a place of quiet retrospective about our favorite dubs and the actors who provide them. I am your head librarian, Megan, and with me today, I have my assistant librarian, Steph.
1: Where is that soup? I'm hungry, bitch. Oh, I-, I want soup. Where's Steph- my chicken nuggies?
0: Stephanie, we're at the library. We can't yell tonight.
1: But, 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 I want all of the tuna! All of the tuna! We need to- Can we start a farm? Bro, can we start a farm? And let's some, Like, grow some rice so we can have it stolen or not stolen for either curry or sake. That, yeah. Steph, yeah, that's- Steph, why are idea.
0: you looking for chicken nuggies at the library?
1: I mean, they serve chicken nuggies at the library, right? I mean, they serve a bunch of other things like fucking curry and some tuna. And f- what else did I serve, Steph?
0: I need you to go to the to the to the um, to cat box located at the other end of our library and get just just maybe get a snack. I just We're want here. my nuggies. I will buy you nuggies. Just calm down.
1: Okay, thanks. I want nuggies. Give me the dinosaur shaped nuggies, bitch. <laughs>
0: I am trying to do this intro bit. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dub Talk, Megan's broken character. <laughs> because just- this. This motherfucker nugget. wants some goddamn chicken nuggies <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to go get chicken nuggets at the fucking library. I'm a smart human being. Chicken listen, nuggets, chicken nuggets. listen,
1: the show we're talking about today, get, get food at the library.
0: All right. fuck off. Uh, well, that's because they're locked living into a library. I love page. I love the page master.
1: <laughs> I love the page master, too. I need to watch that. It's been years. <laughs> at least you've seen that. Oh my god! It's been so long since I've watched The Page Master.
0: Such I a can't believe she has actually seen a children's film from the '90s. Everybody! <gasps> oh, you fuck off! You fuck off, you bitch! Anyway, let's clap for books. Because tonight we are talking about the 2020 anime Bungo and Alchemist from Studio LLM, based off the browser game from the same com- from the company DMM Games. Now, if DMM Game. DMM Game sounds familiar to you because it sounds familiar to me. Uh, and you've watched the show, you're thinking, hmm, this seems like a very same and familiar concept to me. Hmm, hmm. hmm. It's like that time where I took hmm. a bunch one- of two- Insert picture of Joseph Joestar here. <laughs> um, no, the picture of Kermit that you had just- from Stream the other day. <laughs> I, I I went through every time Reyes says something shady, I'm literally every time Reyes says something shady. Now I'm just putting Kermit on screen. I
1: legit saw that when I was highlighting the the, the vod and shit on Twitch, and I saw that, and I saw that was a clipped moment. I'm like, what is this for? And then I saw it. and I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> I <hope laughs> Josh intensifies. Also, I also hope Josh cliff the thing where we talk we talk about Reyes selling NFTs, but um, <laughs> fuck NFTs. Anyway, but if you're wondering, hmm, haven't we done this concept with boats? And swords? Exactly! These are the same people. <laughs> Yay! Welcome back, DM Games. Please take my money and let this come over to America. Um, <laughs> we got so, Tuggerabu, so anything's possible. Tuggerabu is in America now, and I play it. Uh, so, anyway. I'm not reading the plot summary from ANN or the back of the Funimation DVDs because they're both terrible. So, here's the general thing. In the game, you are tasked as a special duty librarian known as the Alchemist. You, uh, you delve into quote-unquote tainted books and purify them with your parties composed of writers to fight our enemy which is the reason why everyone knows what the show is <laughs> the taints <laughs> who have corroded yes. books to obtain writers you are also t- uh, tasked to delve into insold books in order to transmit a gate and recruit them into your library um also all of the library all of the uh, authors are pretty boys
1: and if you're wondering are.
0: yeah Uh, All of the writers who had written novels and short stories have swords. All the writers who do naturalist literature are bows. All the writers who did popular literature are whips. And because this is a combination of writers who deserve the the anime's favorite, number one, uh, ultimate weapon, gun. Oh, the poets? The poets and the children's literature writers. Oh,
1: that's amazing so welcome back
0: to welcome token, back to welcome back welcome to token, back to Rambu token Rambu straight dogs with books um <laughs> welcome back to token Rambo stray dogs <laughs> yeah token rom. Ra- yeah this is you got my your token rhombus my bingo straight dogs but right. somehow even even sillier than both of those it's great um, actually i i love this show any anytime i call this show stupid or weird i'm doing it with love we um, do it
1: with all the love and adoration in the world
0: I'm now just a, you. Here's the thing: I've looked into some of the other uh, authors; they haven't used, and they do let Western authors into this. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, I really want, like, I'm sorry. Doctor Seuss needs to be in this with a fucking Glock now. Are you serious? He's not in it yet, but he'd get a Glock. Oh my god, that'd be
1: fucking hilarious. One fish, that.
0: two fish, red fish, fish. bang, <laughs> red fish, Glock fish. <laughs> Lock, I love it god damn it <laughs> no Sasuke I might be out of caught chakra but I can't I ain't out of options <laughs> um, so tonight we are here to discuss the 13 episodes of the anime and their dub provided by our, produced by our friends at Funimation or paid for by our friends at Funimation they hold the DVD rights to this but produced by our good friends and recorded at the new uh, NYAB post. Woohoo! Which surprised every single fucking one of us. Yes.
1: Um. Actually, it did. Like, when we got the news, like, hey, Bungo Nakawas is gonna drop like tomorrow and, it's, My, and this and is the cast immediate,
0: everybody immediately just started pinging megan oh yeah
1: pinging megan she's been waiting for this one for i literally
0: ever. kept bitching about it for a year no yeah because this one was this show aired spring 2020 it start okay it started in spring 2020 and stopped because of the human malware right and then it started back up in summer of 2020
1: right and then the dub didn't happen until what this past fall i think right because the home video release was October? November?
0: But the dub dropped earlier in the year.
1: Right. By, yeah, like, I, am, least I like the Monster
0: Blu-ray. Too. Yeah, the Blu-ray came out, like, the same week as Akudama Drive.
1: Yeah, so only a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I literally got my copy in the mail the day after Anime NYC ended, which was a really big fuck you to me.
1: All things considered? <laughs>
0: considered yes. I'm a little upset about I'm a little salty. also
1: Akudama Drive. Yeah, I'm a little salty about that. Oh, the timing on that's awful. (laughs) Anyways.
0: Here's the worst thing. I hadn't known that it shipped. Sorry, I'm also eating dinner really quickly. The worst thing was I hadn't checked my shipping information until that Monday and realized it was at my house because we had been traveling so much. I'm just
1: also grabbing a box of tissues because my sinuses are a bitch. And also, my arm hurts today. She got the booster. I got the booster. And my flu shot. So I got two shots in the same fucking arm. It's great.
0: You know what it takes to make- You know what else needs two shots in the arms to make it great? A dub. You know what those two shots are called? The director director and the the writer. writer.
1: Hello, also, hi. We haven't had a Steph and Megan filler episode in a hot minute, hello.
0: Yeah, she's gonna finish all of my sentences, and then I'm gonna make her watch Centaur World.
1: Oh, great. (laughs) Listen, I need to. I, I, we need to hold up on my, on our, the other end of the bargain since I kicked her ass at Pokemon.
0: <sighs> We're doing it after the W's. I said.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm your aware.
0: boyfriend still has a uh, one to pay up on too. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about our director and our writers. Our director of the series is Laura Stahl. Our three writers are Emily Neves, who handled episodes two eleven through thir- uh, episodes two eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Jeremy Kratz, who handled episodes eight. and 9010, and Josh Greeley who handled all the other episodes. Yes. Laura Stahl, you'll know is the director, uh, she did the main direction for Dropout Idol Fruit Tart, an assistant directing on, ba- uh, she did some uh, directing on Beyblade Burst Spark, and assistant directing on number 24. Emily Nees, you'll know as the, dire- uh, the writer of series such as Asteroid in Love. She did Copcraft script, and she did the ADR script for Sky Wizards Academy.
1: Oh god. That's a Jeremy deep Kratz. Cut. <laughs>
0: Jeremy Kratz has done the ADR script for series such as Divine Gate.
1: Oh, another deep cut. Okay. Hori
0: Mia. And Izetta the Last Witch.
1: Oh my god. what are all these deep cuts
0: coming from? <laughs> Josh Greeley has done the ADR script for series such as AKB48 The Next Stage. They have done, I'm sorry, they have done the ADR script for series such as Charlotte. Oh, God. And the ADR script for the series uh, Overlord Season 2. Yes. If that sounded disjointed, it's because I had to read it off A and N and scroll at the same time. (laughs) Stephanie, please start.
1: Oh, man. Like, we could probably just round-robin this stuff- round-robin this, kind of, because it's just you and me, really.
0: Yeah, it's just you and me. I'm also- me. I'm just trying to catch my bearings. Like I said, I just woke up. <laughs> I just woke up too, bitch! It's- okay, like, just full disclosure, I have a hard time. It takes me, like, an hour to wake up after I've waken up.
1: <laughs> we both napped before we started recording.
0: <laughs> Not because the show was bad or anything, but because we were both just fucking tired.
1: Yeah. And also add on to the fact I got fucking booster shot today, so lord almighty. Anyway, so that might be have something to do with it. I also sometimes don't sleep well at night. It sucks. Okay, mostly because I have two bedhogs that I share a
0: bed with. <laughs> don't talk about Ash like that.
1: I said two bed hugs. Ash is <laughs> one of them, actually. <laughs> mostly because he'll sleep at the foot of the bed but more on my side because he knows i don't move in my sleep unlike andrew does so he has less chance of him getting kicked off the bed (laughs) anyway directing and writing oh my god (laughs) the show is just so whacked out it makes so much sense that this is from the same creators as token ramu (laughs)
0: Different directing staff though.
1: Different, different staffing wise, but like the from the minds of the same people who did Dick and the same
0: games. creators of the this, game.
1: Like, cause I watched this show twice, so I actually watched it the other day as part of my like massive marathon. She of has things.
0: actually finished the show more times than I have, um,
1: by one. But but then we were supposed to record something else tonight, and then that had to get pushed off. So Megan messaged me yesterday.
0: You, just, hire a mammal! Do you do, you you, want to do an- do you, alchem- you, hire a mammal! You, do you want to record- Just say fucking Recruit Bunga and Alchemist as a filler? I'm like, okay! I did, you have to insert the image of the penguin doing the you hire mammal image
1: here. <laughs> oh, you'll have to send it to me. Anyway, But that, that's how we got here. So, lord. Just watching this in, in general is a delight. <laughs> because of all the stupidity. And because- so, Bungo Alchemist has more fights happening than Token Rambu ever fucking did? Token Rambu just- Token, has, Okay,
0: correction. Token Rambu, Hanamaru. Remember, there are actually two Token Rambu- winners. Okay,
1: alright. Hanamaru, yes. The, the Ak- Token Rambu.
0: Katsu- Not-
1: Hanamaru has less fighting.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Hanamaru has less fights. But- okay. But it's- but Hanamaru has more of, like, the everyday, like, hijinks and shenanigans and bullshit that happens, but it's so funny for Bungo and Alchemist to do that it's on occasion, too. Like, the whole goddamn episode where where fucking Dazai and Shiga have a farming contest out of nowhere. Because Daza- Because somebody
0: keeps shitting on someone's favorite author. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, if you actually have ever done research into it, the show makes light of a lot of uh, very serious things that happen to these people. Oh yeah. It's not like like I don't know if it's like national law to just shit on the fact that Osamu Dazai tried to kill himself a bunch of times. <laughs> the show
1: just makes The light show of makes it quite
0: a bit. Uh, just a heads up that the show does make very much yes. light of Osamu Dazai's... Uh, Lover
1: suicide.
0: And eventual actual suicide. Right.
1: It does make light of it because the authors, like, poke fun at him quite a bit for that they,
0: shit. They all kind of shit on each other, but just they as do. a sensitivity thing, right. like, this series does, is a, I would say arguably is actually meaner to this Dazai than Booth Stray Dogs that is to their Dazai.
1: Yeah, but Dazai in this realm is also even more of an idiot. <laughs>
0: Like he is, he's he's a very good boy, but he's very very dumb.
1: He's a good boy, but he's not the smartest one in the room. He's the one who thinks he's the smartest one in the room. But the
0: lights not. are not all on upstairs.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, directing and writing foot. I'm gonna have to commend the dub first of all for the casting of this because this casting is just really out there. Because, like, half of these names either are names that are just coming up to probably a lot of dub watchers now, or names that you have never fucking heard of in your life. Especially fucking Akutagawa here. (laughs) Like, it's like, excuse me? (laughs) But I have to commend them for taking that risk. And admittedly, some of the performances in the beginning are a bit rough. Um... But each of the performances, they do grow into their own down the line, which is really nice. Um, but that's typical for like new shows and growing pains, I feel. Uh, the writing is actually, the writing, I would imagine the trio of Emily, Jeremy, and Josh, what they would have to, they probably had to make sure they got not just translating the, uh, localizing the script from the Japanese, but also, I would imagine they had, they made sure to look into each of the different authors themselves and their stories for both the accuracy and the authenticity as well. Because there's a lot of information about these authors thrown at you in the course of 13 episodes. Primarily for, um, Primarily Akut- Akutagawa, Dazai, there's a couple episodes for Ongo, there's, um, Hagiwada as well.
0: Yeah, he gets kind of one. Also, uh, the translation was actually done by a gentleman named Adam, uh, Lessen-Mare. Yes. Uh Adam Wessemare handed the uh the translation of this. He's done series such as uh he's done tra- he did a lot of the trans uh translation uh subtitles and from MX Media for Golden mm, okay Uh he has done uh translation for Kitty Girl and I'm um, just trying to find some more stuff that he, he did that might be relevant to this. Uh, Natsume's Book of Friends, the first two seasons.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, I've never seen Natsume. I've always wanted to. But that one's heavy in, like, <laughs> Japanese folklore. Though. And he's
0: the poor, poor, poor bastard who had to translate school days.
1: Oh, no! Oh, no! I hope. Mary's. Merry Christmas. I hope, they gave, Christmas. A, I hope they, gave, they gave you a fat fucking bonus for that one, my dude.
0: Knowing the way that this industry plays translators, not really. Uh, uh, especially back then.
1: Oh, just... <laughs> unfortunately, that is that is unfortunately true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, no, like... So, I, I really do commend the script on being able to keep the authenticity and the historical accuracy of pretty much... The, most most if not all of these authors. Because there is a lot of information thrown in at you in a span of 13 episodes. <laughs> like, and there's quite a bit of world building too. There's a lot happening in this show. So the fact that both on the directing and the writing front, they managed to make it still into a cohesive thing. I, I have to commend them on that one for sure.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I think the big reason that this really endeared itself to me as a dub was that for the average viewer this is not a show that they're going to think is very good mm-hmm. yeah. um this is a very much your eggs ex- like the way i always explain this is that this is sh- i always usually say this is a show made for me whenever these types of shows come out it's an accurate statement. <laughs> and and the thing is though is that this is a show that a lot of critics and stuff they just kind of pan off immediately, mm-hmm. as eh, it's just this another mobit show. But it's like these are made I think more or less for the people who already play the games, and for people like me who want to play the games and can't because they're not in English, right? But they endear themselves to me because they are usually pretty funny. Uh, they're usually pretty fun and they they may not have a lot of character development, but a lot of the strength of the show comes from personalities clashing and how much the dub wants to let the fun come through. Yes. And that's the thing I really want to commend everybody on this series is that it sounds like they are having fun with this. Mm-hmm. Like this show, the, the scripting uh, of this show definitely walks the balance of being funny when it can be but when the serious parts have to turn on because like, ironically the very the last like five or six episodes of the show are frankly very serious. Oh
1: yeah, it's like very played straight.
0: It is very played straight. It is very uh, deep and philosophical Mm -hmm. discussions on the merits of art and art killing the artist and um the coping mechanisms of a character to do what they did to keep themselves feeling sane. Yep. Um, like, Because I thi- it's been,
1: it's been a point made of quite a few times throughout the show is that being an author, when you're an author, suffering is part of the job. That is like outright stated quite a few times in the show. Yeah, like, and becomes an actual like theme at the last arc of the show.
0: Yeah, and the other thing is though is how much is that? A lot of the other theme of that is how much is the suffering worth it? Is it right. worth it to have the author have endured the suffering they went to, mm-hmm. or to erase their books and let them have a different fate? Because a lot of the series also has a weight of. Is is physically written literature uh doesn't have a place in this modern world. Yeah. And the thing is that the show the show isn't going to be like I don't know, like this isn't like a show that is meant to be like I would say like on the level of something like Ranking of Kings or um oh,
1: Absolutely not.
0: Or I'm trying to think of another show that's very or like that's been very genuine or like Megalobox. Mm-hmm. Where you're you're talking about certain deeper subjects, it's the show is is both bait for people who play play the games because hey look your favorite character can is going to talk and do more than just 2D fighting right and then there's the the aspect of oh they can put a serious story to this and the other thing that really really worked in favor of the show is Laura Stalls directing and casting i think that she she did a fantastic job on this i think that she did um she worked well in tune with the casting director of the show rachel Mm slotkey
1: considering as far as i know this was at the time i think her first like actual actual so directing
0: directing show it works and Mm -hmm. i i've never really had issues with emily jeremy or josh's work as script writers no never So, this works. And there are a lot of really funny one-liners in this show.
1: Oh, (laughs) there's, like, it's very, it makes itself very self-aware of what this, the writing, again, credit to it, because it's very self-aware of what it is. Like, for instance, there's a line in fucking episode five, um, where you have the crew, it includes, like, Akutagawa and Dazai. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's happening with Hagiwada's stories, um, or his poems. And it's the one where basically everyone keeps fucking getting shot.
0: <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> probably one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> it's
1: a great one, because it's just really ridiculous, and it's so dumb. But one of the funniest things that da- uh, Dazai says, because he's the second one shot on the ground after fucking Chuya, and Ak- was just like, eh, well, it's fine, we'll figure it out. And then his response is just, "et to Akutagawa. <laughs> I was just like, I see what you did there, guys. <laughs> Cause it's a it's a it's a fun stop little it's it, stop a fun ignoring
0: Julius- us, you dick is a good one.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a fun little little jab at like a Julius Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, um, et tu brute? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like or, it ma- uh, like
1: I know you were saying like it makes you want to play the game. It makes me want to read the fucking books, like their actual works. They, yeah, that's the thing. Is like I actually
0: want to read a lot of these novels and right.
1: now, and like it <laughs> gives you what what while Bungo Stray Dogs is a very fun. It makes very fun use of the authors as fun interesting characters um you don't get too too much of their background in Mungo stray dogs In Mungo and alchemist you get more of the story
0: yeah and you you're more encouraged to check out the books Mungo right. stray dogs is hey cool look uh hey cool flip Right, Uh, which I love. Bungo Stray Dogs' death—that's one of my favorite manga series of all, and anime series of all time. Absolutely,
1: I love Bungo Bungo Stray Dogs. And at the same time, as much as I love
0: this show, it is not as good as Bungo
1: Stray Dogs. No, 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 no. Like this Um, makes me want to read like books from fucking akutagawa because i did not know how much
0: of a pain i do have a, i do had. have a book from akutagawa I, oh I do i do on rashomon
1: nice so. i want to read like dazai stuff i want to read Hagiwada's poems i want to read fucking um ongo's um cherry Blossom really one read. that I was really that one's a short Ongo story one. i really want to read actually i really want to read that one um, that's a really good one
0: also, I have to talk about one of my other favorite uh, little one-liners, which is, uh, you get to go back home to hell, you little devil. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes. you know, can you please take my murder seriously? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, fucking Ongo sitting on the ground, and like, uh, they picked a great person to go
0: to hell, and she's was like, is that really what you're thinking of right now? <laughs> I love Ongo. Ongo in the oh. show is a fucking Ongo's the fucking best! I love it's, him! It's so funny, because, like, characters like Ongo... Uh, for both of us, at least, characters like Ango, like uh, Odasaku, like yes. Daza, like uh, Akutagawa, like Chuya, are all characters that are all um, not characters, but are all um, figures we've seen used in Gungo Straight. Oh, correct. And their characters are almost all completely opposite, especially uh, Akutagawa. Right. Especially uh, the Akutagawa uh, Dazai relationship, it which I'll talk about that opposite. when we get there. Uh, the only thing that is consistent, that is, I do believe is the legal law that Chiyo Nakahara must be a petty little bitch in every show he's in. Um,
1: <laughs> and that apparently Ongo and Odasaku are married in this version. <laughs> like,
0: but yeah, no, like, here's the thing. I'll talk about the... the listen, the, the, the reprobates gr- the reprobates, are the reprobates when we get They're to that. Uh, so let's them. move on to our first set of characters who are essentially... The Akutagawa squad, I guess. The Akutagawa... Uh, the, the, the group of authors who were from Akutigawa, uh, Akutigawa's time frame and his friends. Yes. Including uh, Kikuchi-Kan who is Akugawa's best friend.
1: His book um, one of his stories was used I think in the show when they took Akutigawa to, the, the, the quote unquote fake akudagawa to try and get rid of him, right? I think. I think it was his story. Kikuchi's story. Uh, in the um, Something Vengeance. I can't remember the name of the episode title.
0: Okay, the real Khan Kikuchi uh, was actually a man named Hirochi Kikuchi. Uh, Khan Kiguchi was his uh, pen name. Mm-hmm. He established a Japanese publishing company called uh, Bunji, uh, Bunji Shuntu Limited. He is famous for the plays Madam Pearl and the Father Returns. Mm-hmm. Oh, you motherfucker. What? Are you fucking kidding me? Is this the reason why we have Katakawa? Wait, what? You motherfucker! You're the guy who made Katakawa! No way! He was also the head of the uh, Dai Motion Motion Picture Company, currently Katakawa Pictures. Oh, shit! Ah! Holy shit! We're learning things today, folks. This is why Megan needs to do, uh, Megan needs to do her shit afterwards. <laughs> this is why he's also these the person then, who fun. created. He's also the person who created the uh, Akutagawa Prize.
1: Okay, that obviously makes.
0: And eventually, uh, something was called the uh, Kikuchi Kan Prize was also created. Mm, okay, but yeah, ah, you, you motherfucker. <laughs> you <laughs> that's bitch. that's who you are. You're the guy who caused Kanakawa to come into existence.
1: <laughs> we both love you and hate you for it.
0: Yeah, oh, let's man. let's just go with that. Uh, hold great. on a second. I just love the realization. You're the it's hello, just <laughs> You're the motherfucker who made it this. Uh, alright, so then let's do uh and then I said uh Hori Tatsuo, Yep. He was a student under uh Saise Muro in Oktagawa. Uh he wrote uh, a series of selected works called the Sei Kugatsu, uh Sei Kazoku. Uh The Wind Has Risen is a novel that he wrote. Uh thankfully there have been some of his stuff uh put into uh put into English translation. Then there is uh Masao Kume. He was a talented haiku poet. Mm. Uh he also was a playwright who wrote a series, a playwright called Gunyana no Kyodai or the Milkman Siblings. Uh, he published a novel called uh, Chichi no Shi, or My Father's Death, in mm-hmm. Akubama Shinju, uh, Love Suicides at Akubama. Also, B, by the way, a lot of these guys died very early from health issues. So, but yeah, no, those are the three that we were talking about. I just can't believe that Kan Kikuchi is the reason why we have Kanakawa. What
1: the Fuck. fuck. <laughs> That's a- your fact of the day.
0: Alright, playing dear. uh playing the founder of Katakawa Pictures. Uh <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding now. Playing uh Kikuchi is Ian Sinclair, playing Hori is Alex Lee, playing uh Masao is Mark Thompson, Ian Sinclair you'll know his characters such as Brooke in One Piece, Dandy in Space Dandy, and Shoji in My Hero Academia, uh Alex Lee you'll know his characters such as Zenitsu in Demon Slayer, Kaiman in Doro and Anos in The Misfit King of the The Misfit of the Demon King of Academy. Mark Thompson, she'll know- Mark Thompson, you'll know his characters such as Droa in Freem- Freedom, Mr. Honda in Seven of Seven, and Lon in Star Wars Visions. Uh, Steph, start e- us off. E- mostly, oh my- so- also- mostly so I can look up the other authors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just fill it in. All right. I'll fill it do- in, damn it. I'll do my best. Um, Yeah, because there's not a ton to talk about with these three in particular, only because they show up essentially at the last possible second to help push uh the story they literally along. show
0: up after the plot kicks in yeah
1: the plot kicks in after no longer human and then it's just like hey we're here let's fuck shit up bitches <laughs> like that's basically their role they push the story the actual story along in the show which is fine it's not a bad thing it's just a, uh, it's just hilarious that the show itself occasionally forgets it has plot but it's fun when it doesn't have plot though which is double-edged sword i guess anyway <laughs> um with alex and mark thompson there's actually not like more so of the trio there's not really a lot to talk about here um i like them both they're both fine i actually recognize mark thompson as um i forgot the character's name and i looked it up before because he is in Machia. um igor i think yes. it was Am I right, Igor? I'm looking it back up real quick. Where is Makia? Izor. Ez- it uh um, Yeah, I think Machia. he's the
0: the guy who kidnaps the other uh, kidnaps Makia's friends.
1: I think so. Yes, it's been a hot minute since I watched the movie, but um, no, both of both Mark and Alex, I think, are perfectly fine. Um. Alex has, like, fun, youthful energy. A lot of the younger presenting characters have a lot of youthful energy to them, and Alex is one of those. Um, And I think it works very, very well. Mark as the, like, looks more like the intellectual kind of character, and it works very well. But I want to talk about Ian, because I... This is a surprise. Yeah, did not expect to be in this. This is a new one to me, because NYAV Post usually will stick to New York and the L.A. area. Occasionally, very rarely do they go to Texas side. uh, For instance, because I think they did Napping Princess, I believe, and they brought Brina in, Brina Plenty in as the lead (laughs) for that one. Um, Uh, Yeah. I believe. I'd have to double-check that shit. Don't quote me on it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was NYAV post. Let me find Napping Princess. Yes, they did the ADR production for Napping Princess. And the lead in that is Brianna Palencia. So it's very, 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 very rare that NYAV Post calls in from the Texas side. So seeing Ian in here was a surprise, nonetheless. But Ian's always a fun delight in shows. Um, Ian, as Kikuchi, basically is the leader of the outfit of this trio. And you can... And again, because you mentioned Kikuchi is... The best friend of Akutagawa.
0: Or at least in this series he in, keeps saying he is the best friend of Akutagawa. Right.
1: So you get to see Ian portray like the grief and the turmoil. Seeing his best friend go through so much hardship and despair. And him really wishing to do something about that. Um, but Akutagawa just taking his own life before he could even have that chance. So you can see that sh- in, like that struggle and that pain with Ian's portrayal. And it's, a f- it's really fun. I just wish the 3 of them were in here more because it's yeah, not a they, lot to talk about. I don't about.
0: think they're going to make a, a second season of this, but I wish they were. Um
1: I know, right? Oh, it'd be it'd be amazing and hilarious if it <laughs> if it gets a um
0: Please make a third please make a second season of this fucking show. If they
1: get if they do a um uh, what's the name of the season 2 of Token Rambo? Token Rambo Hanamaru
0: Oh, it it's a Z- uh, Zotsu. Oh my remember. god, you would think that Megan, the person who lives, sleeps, eats, breathes, and shits Token Rambu. Uh, Yeah, Zoku Token Rambu Hanamaru. Oh,
1: Zoku Token Rambu Hanamaru. That's it. Can we get a Zoku f- going alchemist then? Please. <laughs> please. Please, god, yes. <laughs> and maybe we will get Dr. Seuss in
0: this life? No, please do it so we can get Atsushi and uh, uh, Oh yeah, Atsushi! Atsushi and yeah, no. You get Konikida really- in there? Megan really like- I, I love Atsushi Nakajima as like an author too. So I also own uh, I actually own his um, the work that they named his power off of.
1: Oh yeah. It's yeah. oh man oh man oh man. Uh,
0: Beast Beneath Moonlight.
1: Yeah. But anyway. I wish there was more that I could really talk about with these three. They just kind of appear to push the plot along. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. There's not much to talk about. <laughs>
0: But they're there. No, it, they're good. I like, we their, like I like their performances a lot. Of course, you would put Dostoevsky in this Japan. <laughs> I'm looking at all the characters they haven't put in there. Oh, and I was like, game? I see it. There you are, Dostoevsky, you motherfucker. Oh, they put it in the game, too? Yeah, he's in there. That's hilarious. There's crossover characters? Wait, the Elric brothers? Wait, what? <laughs> Megan, stop. Megan, stop reading wiki. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that y- you talk. Wiki.
1: Let me, let me. I'll, I'll, you talk. I'll, I'll look at this
0: now. Yeah, I'll look at the Weki now, bitch. I'll look at the Weki uh, now. No, out of all these characters, unfortunately, Mark and Alex do kind of take a background seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark is definitely more of the deeper brooding character, and Alex is a bit more high pitched. Uh, not as high pitched as Zenitsu, but he is a lot more, uh, more feminine voiced. Yes. So this character looks a lot more feminine. Ian Sinclair is clearly the outstanding portion of this. Um, it is a very angry Ian Sinclair role. Um, I do really like it. He he kind of very much fills in. I think a vocal register that a lot of the other characters aren't really having. Uh, Ian has a very distinct voice. Uh, he is very easy to point out in anime. Uh, and I think that Laura uses it to his advantage, definitely to make uh Kikuchi stand out, especially in opposition to Daza's voice where Dazai sounds definitely very much younger and a little bit more out of control. Uh, Ian's older and more controlled performance of Kikuchi, uh, while having anger, uh, really sells it. Also, B, I really like when in the last episode he talks about going all out because he's pissed off.
1: Yeah.
0: And then uh, he has a whip with a sword on the end. I love yeah. it. Yeah. They gave Ian Sinclair's character a whip, so uh, Gigi's happy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's move into our next set of characters. They have a,
1: they have a Kyoka Izumi in this. Yes, because Kyoka universe. Izumi
0: was a, Kyoka Izumi is a very famous Japanese author. Oh, Kenji Miyazawa was
1: in here too.
0: Yes, he was also a very famous I'm Japanese aware. author I'm just like, I'm just and a surgeon. All
1: right, anyway,
0: <laughs> Kenji Miyazawa was in there. Alice, like Kenji Miyazawa, all the people from Boon Ghost* right always in Togawa's there. Alice, in
1: here. Rampo Otagawa's in there,
0: uh Rampo Otagawa looks like a fucking Conan Melon from this thing, and I'm kind of impressed. Hold on, they man. knew exactly who the target audience what for people the wailing fuck? of people wearing <laughs> wailing for Rampo Otagawa wanted. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like we're just gonna have to flash things on screen for people, like please Jorai games, please. Um <laughs> Let's talk about I'm so sorry. Uh, Musha no Koji Sanetsu, or as they call him Musha, and Shigenoya. Uh these two gentlemen appear kind of, I think in episode seven. Uh yeah. Yeah. Six they and do. seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, six
1: it's and seven when that's they the, do that's the when they do
0: uh yeah, when they do, um, super when they do the, uh Super Happy Farm time. Portrait of Hell. Yes.
1: Super Happy Farm Time.
0: Yeah, Super Happy Farm Time. <laughs> That turned out to be not super happy for time, because holy shit, Portrait of Hell is a book. Um, yes. Portrait of Hell is something I also really want to fucking read. Oh, me too. Um, uh mushino Koji Sonetsu, uh, or as uh, as we're going to call him, Musha, uh, he was a writer and a painter who was actually a long-time philosophy uh, who was basically a philosophist of human optimism. Um, he became... Uh, he graduated... Tokyo Imperial University in 1906. Uh well he didn't. He he left without graduating and joined his friends uh Shigenoya, Arishima, Takeo, and Satomi Tone in founding the influential literature journey Shirabaka or the White Birch.
1: Hmm, okay. Uh,
0: he he wrote his early writings include The Good Natured Person, uh our example uh, he was also praised by Aktagawa for quote-unquote having opened a window to let the light into the literary world, which if you watch the show, I believe Musha asked for a room with a lot of lights and plants.
1: Yes, a lot of lights and plants. Which is, is a direct
0: reference yes. to, to his personality. Uh, he was the author of uh, Aichi Shi Love and Death, uh, Ayoku the Passion, the plays is uh, A Family Affair and I Don't Know Either,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and he would write poetry until he passed away. Uh, He actually lived a fairly long time. He did not die until 1976. Wow, okay. He lived to be 90 years old. Good for him! Yeah, no, he and uh, uh, Nalia actually both lived uh, fairly long times. Um, I'm going to start giving the birth and death dates for these people, for these authors, as we go on, just to give you kind of an example of how long some of these guys lived and how short, unfortunately, some of these authors lived. Right. Um. Unfortunately, a lot of them did pass away very young. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether it be from suicide or illness. um, Unfortunately, illness did steal a lot of these these gentlemen from us.
1: Sorry, I'm also looking at the list of the authors now. They gave fucking Lewis Carroll a
0: gun. (laughs) Of course, he wrote children's books. Of course he has (laughs) a gun.
1: That's great. And then they Um, have freaking... Ernest Hemingway is a looks like a goddamn dilf and he has a whip so It's
0: fucking Ernest Hemingway. Why wouldn't he be a dilf? <laughs> uh, yeah, so Hori Tatsuo was born December 28th 1904 and passed away May 28th 1953, so he barely he only lived to be 49. Kume Matsuo was born November 23rd 1981. Wait, who 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 are we talking about? I'm talking about the authors in the last section. I'm giving their death oh, dates Oh, okay. I was quick. like, wait a second. I'm like, wait, he was born, born November 23rd, 1891 and passed away March 1st,
1: 1952. Wow. So that's like uh, he pa- he,
0: 61. He oh, passed so away at 61. That's not bad. Uh, Kikuchi Kan passed away at 59. He was born mm-hmm. December 26th, 1888 and passed away March 6th, 1948 of coronary heart disease. Ooh,
1: What about um Hori?
0: I said Hori. Oh, he died at fifty. He died at fifty. Oh. He died okay. at forty-nine.
1: I didn't
0: pay attention to that one. My bad. And anyway. forty-nine. Uh, I'll Musha start the section. i the section off.
1: We didn't even talk about who plays. Them. Oh fuck!
0: Right. Um, <laughs> we gotta talk about who plays Musha <laughs> and Shiga. My apologies. Playing Musha is Lucian Dodge, and playing Shiga is Jake Pock. Lucian Dodge will notice characters such as Waver Velvet and Fate Zero, uh, Keisuke Boji in Tokyo Revengers, and Zosite and Sailor Moon. Uh, Jason, Jake Pock, you'll know as Professor Sycamore in the Pokemon X and Y series, uh, Yusaki Fujisaki in Yu-Gi-Oh! V-Rins, and Yu-Gi-Oh and Chinya Ishigami in Number Twenty Four. Uh, I will get this start started off. I really like the play of Lucian and Jake's voices. Yeah, yes. I did too. Uh, they are they are definitely a more younger, happier voice. Paired with a more older, deeper voice.
1: Yes. it's um, a fun dynamic, for sure.
0: Yeah. S- Musha is very much the... the. Um, he's ever the optimist. He's ever the optimist based <laughs> on the actual uh, Musha Nokoji. Yeah. Musha Nakoji believed the best in humanity. Mm-hmm. And he was a very bright person. And I think the other thing is, too, is that he is almost effortlessly careless at points as like a, a character. <laughs> Um he is very, very much a a person who um is just like well okay
1: Um <laughs> Oh the passive aggressive note to Dazai. Zod. Okay. I'm very angry so, at you
0: right now. So I feel
1: like this I'm letter expresses it. I will persist. let you know about it at a different time since. And then, since he, shows right and then he shows up right behind him. Then he
0: shows up right behind him, and just the delivery of Dazai's after going, then why'd you write the letter? Um is <laughs> um, such a fun one.
1: <laughs> Musha's so up op- is such an optimistic per- like character, but also
0: very passive-aggressive. <laughs> it's so funny yes compared to fucking shiga who is not passive at all yeah shiga is very aggressive um shiga definitely oh i did not i don't think i actually read shiga's biography. oh no sorry shiga <laughs> uh, there's a lot he, of information shiga, shiga was very much known as he was another member of white birch Mm -hmm. Uh, He was also uh, very much a big reason why Japanese literary movements individualizing individualism and Tolestilian humanitarianism, which is something that uh, Musha also believed in. Uh, But he pretty much was very much the more realistic writer. Yeah, Um, He was very much in the realism. He wasn't about abstract stuff. And that reflects in his character where he calls out Akutagawa for being an airhead and not writing believable shit. And that's why his books suck. Um, One of the things I like about the show is that these authors who have very differing styles are not afraid to be bitches to each other. (laughs) No. Uh, And, and Jake's performance. Shiga
1: loves to offer his criticism quite a bit. Yeah.
0: And Jake's performance as Shiga is very much charged with both confidence and arrogance, but also, As you learn, uh, even though he does not like his books, he doesn't believe that Atagawa's work should be destroyed. Right. Um, He's very much a man who, very much like Musha, they are both very set in their ways, but they have very different ways of going about it. Jake's performance being a lot more, I would say, rough around the edges and very much more me, me, me. I would say more like kind of me, 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 but very much more like I'm very much more set in my ways, and I'm not the type of person who's gonna dumb it down for you.
1: Yes. Cause he, versus... he, he, he doesn't dumb things down even to dazai. So
0: Yeah, and meanwhile meanwhile, Musha is a lot more princely and presentable in Lucian's performance, is very much more like effortlessly cutesy, kind of more cutesy, mm-hmm. uh very much a more happy person who's very much willing to chat up with you and He's like, oh, farming. It also be. I love that his quirky is farming because they have no food besides tuna. Just the and whole frankly, bit. Just ongo the whole, is going. Just the whole and frankly, ongo is going to kill them all.
1: um <laughs> Just that whole bit, like the acting director. Pe- like, what do you expect? They need to let off some steam. Like, if this continues, you
0: might have full blown rice riots, riots on your on hands. Your hand. Rice right? riots. <laughs> it was good. I, I, think also be, I like when he gets really angry about them questioning the second Akutagawa. Yes. And he gets like, that's the most angry we ever see him get. Mm-hmm. And his thing is he believes that that second Ak- Akutagawa can't be a bad person because Shiga dies. Yeah, Shiga sacrifices
1: Shiga himself sacrifices in uh, sacrifices of
0: Hell. So that Portrait of Hell can finish because the ending of Portrait of Hell is the artist in it uh, who he can't draw anything he hasn't seen, so... To finish the Portrait of Hell, they set his daughter on fire and he watches and paints it. He stands in for the daughter burns himself alive so that the book can be finished and they can mm-hmm. save Akutigawa from it. Right. But he's also kind of the reason the, the plot of this gets set off. And I again, I really like Jake's performance in this. Um, uh, I really want to see Jake in more stuff.
1: Oh, for sure. I would love uh, to see him in more things.
0: Yeah, Lucian's, Lucian's super good in everything he's in. So I have no, no complaints about his character. I think definitely there are a lot of people who are a little rough coming into his perform- their performances. I think Lucia was one of the least rough. Yeah. He very much came in and knew exactly what he needed to be. He knew exactly what what the kind of shit this is. Yeah. <laughs> he, he Jake knows. was a little rough at first, but I think it played well to the character. Yes, so
1: Absolutely. He's one of the ones that I think took a little bit to grow into it. Um, but especially like by the end of the Portrait of Hell... Two parter, I think it was great. Yes. I think he nailed it by the end of that part. Um, for sure. Cause it's like, I have never heard of Jake before. And then I see he's like a Pokemon professor. And it's like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> okay, sir. Um, but I really do like it cause it's a very, it's a no nonsense, very blunt, nonchalant kind of tone. And it's just like, like you said, you're not gonna, he's not gonna baby it or maybe you dumb things down for mm-hmm. you. Um, and his quote-unquote rivalry with Dazai is very, very interesting <laughs> and very fun to watch with the dynamic between um, Jake and Dazai. Um, and then Lucian is, the ver- is one of the more consistent performances in this show, and I really appreciate it. Because, yeah, it's, uh, again, one of those youthful energy type of performances. So it's very light, it's very airy, and it works very well for Musha's character. But <laughs> Musha being ever the optimist some of the fun bullshit that he does like but farming's fun it'll get you exercising you'll get to feel very productive and relieve stress i fucking love musha he's such a goober um but it's not to say that lucian doesn't get some dramatic moments too like you were saying before, like he was, when he was defending the quote unquote fake Akutagawa. And mm-hmm. he's like, why would someone bring this that belong that's Shiga's, why would they bring this back to me if they were in fact working for the Taints? Like, it, it, it's, and it's one of the few more dramatic pieces for Lucian in the show. And it works really well. But no, these two are a lot of, these two are fun. I, and I do, I really want to see Jake in more mm-hmm. things. He needs to do more things with NYAV posts, because it definitely sounds like he's more New York-based than anything. It's my assumption, but I could be very wrong in that assumption.
0: Yeah, he is. I think he is New York-based.
1: Also, fun fact, Lewis Carroll is voiced by Aoi Shota.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes, I'm aware. (laughs) I'm I'm aware.
1: aware. (laughs) Anyway, I had to throw that out there because I have the wiki still up. Also, fucking Edgar Allan Poe looks like a a very hot
0: dapper man when he really shouldn't be why isn't there Edgar Allan Poe covered in vomit
1: <laughs> see HP Lovecraft is much more believable compared to Edgar Allan Poe and what he looks like,
0: like Still not. I'm still not over the fact that Idagawa looks like a fucking Conan villain <laughs>
1: that's so fucking great I love it anyways I don't know if you wanted to move on to the next ones
0: or not <laughs> So yeah, no, I'm good with the section. Let's move on to our next two authors. Oh boy. They are the poets! Maria, two of our poets, Murio Saisei and Hagiwara uh Sakutaro. Uh Murio Saisei is kind of a more upbeat and and gentle kind of guy. Uh he very much pulls the uh Hagiwa Sakatoru out of his kind of more emo. They are basically the the someone will die of fun couple. (laughs) Because Saisei is very much Saisei is also very much more about protecting Sakatoru. Sakatoru is very quiet. And in fact, Sakatoru is almost willing to let himself become possessed by a taint until Because he he
1: thinks it's his fault that Saisei Saisei stops writing writing poetry. Yes. So he blames himself, and it became comes a whole thing mm-hmm. for like episodes five and six. And
0: si- How the Howl at the moon?
1: Yes. He he his is the ones with the weird ass, like figure people. Someone gets shot trying to figure out a murderer and it's a, a frog mm-hmm. on a chair or a fucking clam on a chair for some god awful reason. Because why not?
0: Yes. Uh, so to go over a little bit of the background of Mario Saisei, this comes from the Kanazawa Museum, mm-hmm. um, which, he, yeah, Saisei actually has a museum dedicated to him.
1: Damn. Good for Japan. him. In Japan.
0: It opened in 2002. Nice. Uh, according to them, uh, Mario Saisei is one of Kanazawa's three great writers. He left behind not only poems, but also lyrical early novels, midlife novels that expose the bottom rung of society, and autobiographical essays covering a range topic. Um, essentially the museum exists to celebrate his life um, unfortunately I'm believing that this text is probably machine translation machines translated uh yes and some of his poems are actually on the uh the website oh really yes oh sweet uh but just to go over some of his biography as well uh, he was born in 1890 1890- uh, 1889 he posed a um, he used Saisei as a pen name. He published a poem in Seihi He farmed the Hokoshin Society of Poets with Oyama Tokijiro and others. Uh, he became published, uh, serial published in a, uh, a magazine called Zenobia and receives uh, a letter from, at age 24, from uh, Hagiwara Sakataro. Mm. And they became very close friends. Yeah. He also f- he also formed poet groups called uh, the Mermaid Society, the Fountain of the Table, the Conjo. Um, he also uh, he published a lot of different poems. He was also a close friend of Rianosuke Akutagawa.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, Maroi Saisei passed away at the age of seventy-two in nineteen sixty-two. Wow,
1: okay.
0: He lived to seventy-two years old. Uh, he actually was uh, diagnosed with lung cancer and continued to write even when he had lung cancer.
1: Good for him.
0: Uh, unfortunately, uh, Hagiwara Sakatoru did not live as long. He was born November 1st, 1886 and passed away May 11th, 1942 in Tokyo at age 55.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, his works are known as Aoneko, Howling at the Moon and Hyoto. He focuses a lot of on intimate gloom, never the charms of nature, transcendent beauty, With its reliance on self-explorationist convention of vulgar secrets using the vernacular, uh, Hagiwara's poetry uh, represented the revolutionary trend in 20th century Japanese literature. Um, He was also apparently uh, praised by the novelist Mori Ogai, who Mm. we've talked about in other shows. Yes. Uh, So playing uh, Saisei is Kyle McCarley and playing uh, Sakatoru is Alan Lee. McCarley, um, you'll know his characters such as Tao and Carolyn Tuesday, John Steinbeck in Boon Stray Dogs, and Shinji Mato in a Limited Blade Works. So it's
1: not his first rodeo playing an author.
0: Yes. Alan Lee, you'll, car- you'll know his characters such as Makoto, uh, Makoto Ademura, uh in Great Pretender, Junpei Huga in Kuroko Bas- Kuroko's Basketball, and Yohei Shibusawa in Talentless Nana. Mmm. Mmm.
1: <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. These two are such goobers. All of the authors are such goobers! Which says a lot. Which, <laughs> is, which is accurate to the developer of these games. Um, oh, where do I want to go? Um, uh, what do I have for notes? So both of them are, very, again, more of the youthful sounding. Um, Kyle having a bit more optimism similar to uh, Lucian's Musha as before. But Kyle also has, I think, at the same time, like, this philosophical touch to his character. Mm-hmm. Because the episodes that are, spe- that are specific to Hagiwara, the resolution to that is the alchemist manages to summon Muro, and they, they delve into Hagiwara's story, and he helps him... Um, be get freed from the taints that are involved. Because like you said before, Hagiwara is throwing his life, his quote-unquote, his life away in order to try and save his best friend. For, because he thinks he's the reason why that he stopped writing poetry. When in fa- in reality, Saisei is just like, nah, I just found out I was more out to be a writer, like a novelist. Like, <laughs> that's really it. And um, Kyle has this interesting philosophical touch to the performance during portions of that, and it's a bit more optimistic as well, and I really like that a lot. I really want to talk about Alan Lee for a second here, because I have never heard Alan Lee be, like, really this soft-spoken before. Yes! Um, and I have seen Great Pretender, I have seen um, Fena Pirate Princess, I have seen uh, I have seen um, I've seen Gargantia, and even Leto is not that soft-spoken. He's just an edgy little grump (laughs) most of the show. Um, But this is the most soft-spoken I have ever heard Alan Lee. And it's a a very different take on his vocal tone, and especially for a character like this. And it's just so soothing and calming, even with Hagiwada being very, very... Unsure of himself and lacking in confidence and blaming himself for stuff like it's it's a very nice touch and can I just say there's that section in um, Episode five Where this is after Akutagawa destroys the chair that shit goes nuts? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a narration right? There's this narration piece of a reading of a poem basically it is Hagiwara Hagiwata's re- like narrating his own poem and Alan is the like being that narrator is such a calming tone it's a little bit haunting but it's also very soothing like a lullaby mm-hmm. and I really really enjoyed that it was a fun little touch that was just so wonderful like between <laughs> both Kyle and Alan I think Alan's the standout for me on this one Um, because not only just because it's very different but because like how the performance is handled and the tone of voice and it's just so soothing to me. I'm just like, this is so nice. <laughs> I want to hear more. I want to hear more like soft-spoken Alan sometime. It's it's very nice touch and it's very different. Kyle is also fantastic, but he's always fantastic in the things he does too. Like these two are definitely among the more like consistent performances in the show. Like I didn't have any issue um, with them trying to like grow into these roles. These ones are fine to me, so...
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I agree with you a lot. I really love Alan's performance as Toro, mostly because it is a lot more soft-spoken in what I'm, than what I'm used to, and I'm a little less familiar with Alan. Yeah, I only know him for a handful um, of things. But he I only that. really know him in Great Pretender, which Edinburgh was literally on, like, 12 levels of sugar.
1: <laughs> Edamama um, was just, like, had, like, yeah! 10 cups of coffee, and he's yeah! just off and running, that's it. <laughs> Was, and let and go. this character,
0: I actually really like Alan's performance in this. I, yeah. I like the soft-spoken, more kind of scared, and I would say a little bit more childish mm-hmm. thing, where, especially with Kyle McCarley being a lot more upbeat and friendly, yes, they very, like a lot of the other character pairs, they make a very good back-and-forth dynamic.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's,
0: it's, the, it's something that I really like when dubs do this correctly, is the... Upbeat, lowbeat performance, I would kind of call it. Mm -hmm. Where if you have a character that is energetic, like, there's a difference between levels of energy. Yes. Like, there's hyper energetic, Mm -hmm. like, I would say maybe, like, excited, normal, and then you start going into your more, like, sad, deadpan and stuff. Where Sakuratori was in deadpan, he's very much more of a sad, soft character while... Uh, Saisei is a more upbeat, friendly character. You
1: might argue that um, Hagiwata, to some extent, thinks he's inferior
0: to yes. Saisei.
1: Which kind of, I think, contributes to that character dynamic a bit.
0: Yes, too. And remember, like we said, Hagiwara in this show blames himself for Saisei stopping. Right. Um, even though that's that's maybe far from the case. It may might have been made up for the show. We don't, again... This is not a show that I would say 100 is a historically accurate
1: show. For much of the background stuff, like the actual <laughs> historical background stuff, yes. But some of the actual like relationships between authors, not so much.
0: It, it, this is one of those things where like, please remember, take anime with a grain of salt.
1: Yes, it's not. Um, it's not the NLP. all don't get it, your education. It, please from do it. not
0: use Jap- Please do not use Japanese anime with historical fiction undertones as. A replacement for actual research. Yes. And more research than Megan using Google. <laughs> um like please actually do research. Japan is not a monolithic country. Again, we're doing and this it, episode last minute, so uh yeah, like Japan is not a monolithic country. No. Um it's media is like all media is in the eye of the person producing it and putting it out. Mm-hmm. It is subjective. Yes. Please do not go online saying that Demon Slayer is an accurate an accurate representation of the Taisho era. No. I will look at you like you are white as fuck. I say this as a white person. Um <laughs> like please please don't. Please uh, don't. Like please, please like that's like saying K-pop is is what Korean music is about. Like, like please no. Th- this is an adup. Th- there's this a- there's this word here. It's called This is, is a game. Here's the thing. This is, an this an is a game. This is, an ad- this is adapting people's lives, mm-hmm. making them cute anime boys, and trying to get you to spend money to make sure that you get them to fight things. This is not historically accurate. No. I'm trying to get as much information to try to contextualize shit for people so that we can contextualize the performance. I'm doing this live. <laughs> One,
1: because we but, decided
0: to do this episode last minute, but two, it's very necessary, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but the thing I'm trying to, con- to to put in and talk about as a more directing dub thing is that yes, Saisei and Sakura Toru maybe have the same tone level. Like, they both sound very much the same age. Yes. Uh, but, there's a difference in how Kyle is more upbeat. How Kyle is a bit more confident in his speaking. How he is very much more friendly compared to Alan making a uh, hagiwara sound a lot more scared and a little bit more unsure of himself even outside of their episodes yeah uh like when like when they are being attacked by i can't believe it's not (laughs) akutagawa oh we're We're, getting there
1: we're we're still getting used to calling him akutagawa not akutagawa right now yeah (laughs) i'm
0: I'm used to i'm used to calling him the other way um
1: yeah when i first heard i don't know which way's
0: right which is fucking Worse.
1: Oh no, now I we don't have know this which one is right, guys. Now we have this pronunciation, it's like, Oh, fuck you. Fuck all.
0: <laughs> it's always been it to go it be like, to it. <laughs> it's, it's just driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> but like, even Saisei is very much more of a character where Kyle also puts the protective big brother aside to him because he sacrifices oh, yeah. himself so that Hagiwara can get away, and then that sets off Hagiwara, and they both get captured. Uh, either way, I think they make a very interesting combination. One of the things I'd like to say is I'd like to see an anime led by these two. Oh as like, the main vocal dynamic. That's oh, what I want to praise yeah. about a lot about the pairings in this show is a lot of these actors are I would love to see these two paired up in as main characters in something or very substantial side characters in longer running franchises. Oh no,
1: I like using that argument I could I would totally be down for a Kyle McCarley, Alan Lee
0: led show 100 percent. yeah so and and again they both have been leads in other shows right. or, or prominent characters in the show it's just very much the dynamic between them is very good chemistry is really vocal chemistry works really well it's important. in anime dubs it is important even if they don't share a booth to record things because it's how you can tell that the show is oh yeah answer. um so let's move on to our next characters which is Tokuda Shusei and Shimasaki Tosen. Yay! Um, these are both by the nature of this game because they, they both, both have bows. Bow and arrows. So I have to make sure I get We
1: only see them fight like
0: at the end, that's uh, it. These are naturalist writers. Okay, yep. This is why they have bows and arrows. So let's start with who did I put up first? Shusei. Essentially he is one of the uh he is one of the four pillars of Japanese naturalism. Okay. Along with uh Masumune Hakucho Tamayama kantai and of course Shimazaki Tosan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he was a disciple of Oza- Ozaki Kyoyo, who you will remember as a character in *Bungo Stray, Bungo Stray Dogs*. Oh,
1: well. oh, I don't remember him. I don't remember him. Which one was that? That's
0: because Kyoyo is a woman in that show. Ah,
1: oh, that—that's why.
0: <laughs> She's a—I I lovingly describe her as Chuya's mom. Um,
1: <laughs> Chuya's mom and. Um... Uh, she, okay. mom, too, he's mom.
0: She's the really hot red-headed lady that works with the, uh, the, um, the, uh, the Port, port mafia. mafia.
1: She has a similar power to, um, Kyoko, Kyoka, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah.
0: also, you know, really hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, she's was the mom. Main, she was, he was a disciple of uh, Ozaki Koyo, uh, who is essentially, um, more of a romanticism writer.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: But they didn't, they, but Shusei didn't really jive with that. But after the Russo Japanese War, um, and kind of things shifted to wanting more naturalism, that's when Shusei really came into prominence. He wrote books such as Arata Jotai, The New Household, Ashiato, Fushprints, um, and Kabi, Mold.
1: Okay.
0: Um, he is very much the, he's, Shusei is kind of the butt monkey. <laughs> In the show, yes. yes. <laughs> Shusei is very much the butt monkey to uh Tosin's very quiet judgmental ass. <laughs>
1: Shusei's um, kind of there and he's typically. Shusei's kind of, the of the like the, of the how
0: joke. Shusei's kind of the butt the butt, the butt of the joke in the maid. Yeah. And they always talk about him being very boring. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a very he's a very, very boring person. Um
1: It's <laughs> pointed out a lot.
0: Yeah, the the actual Tokuda was born in Dece- was born December twenty third. Happy birthday, buddy! Your birthday is coming up on uh, Thursday. Yay! Uh, eighteen seventy one, and he died November eighteenth, nineteen forty three, at the age of seventy one.
1: Okay, so he lived pretty long. Yeah.
0: Yes, these both these gentlemen also uh, lived pretty long. Uh, Shimazaki tosin uh, born March twenty fifth, eighteen seventy two, and died August twenty second, nineteen forty three, in uh at the age of seventy one. Okay, cool. he was also again one of the the big foundations of naturalism, uh mostly during the Meiji Restoration era, eighteen uh sixty eight to nineteen twelve. Okay, he did he was part of the short lived romantic movement. Um, his first major novels were um Hakkai, the Broken Commandment. Uh, he was also influenced by Jean Jacques Rousseau. Uh, he wrote the a Thing Called Shinsei in 1918-1919. Uh, uh, he eventually wrote uh, 1935's Before the Dawn. Okay. Which is considered uh, his greatest work and one of the masterpieces of modern Japanese literature. His final novel, uh, Toho no Mon, Gate of the East, was incomplete. It died. He died before it was finished. Uh, but overall, he is, again, one of the the founders of Japanese... Natu- uh, Japanese natu- not nat Not nationalism, Naturalism. Natu-
1: the other N-word. The, the other, other N-word. W- the other-ism.
0: The other- yeah, not the bad one. Um, <laughs> anyway, playing uh, Tokuda Shusei is Martin Frazier, and playing uh, Shimazaki Tosan is Eddie Lee. Martin Frazier, you know, is characters such as Ikuto Yufu in number 24, Eddie Lee will know his characters such as Ariel in Maquia, the place where the promised flower bloomed, Gladion in Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Moonshadow in Yu Gi Oh! Arc V. Lots of moon. <laughs> A lot of moons anyway um you can go first because i gotta look up something again
1: okay so i get to look up
0: things i know now hooray <laughs> because
1: at least the next several ones of these it's like a hey, familiar territory
0: i'm in familiar territory i've lost you've been with character- the exception another... of with the exception of one <laughs> i at least can i at least can piece together a little bit more of this because i've done research on DOSI before <laughs>
1: Okay, so, hmm, so these two are very interesting, Martin and Eddie are very interesting because both of them are, both of them are a bit more, I guess the best way to describe it, are relaxed in terms of performance-wise. Granted, (laughs) Shusei is, again, the butt of the joke half the time, because she- for example, when Musha just when is reincarnated and summoned by the alchemist, and because you mentioned this earlier, he want he asks for a, a room with some with plenty of natural light so he can have some plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they turn to Shusei as is like you'll handle that, right? <laughs> He's like, excuse me. <laughs> it's like, wait, since when do I have to do this shit? Why do I have to be in charge of this shit? But Martin doesn't really get to do a ton, a ton with Shusei. Uh, Shusei and Shimazaki, you don't even see them fight until the end of the show, so I didn't even know they even had fucking bows until you first see them in Gears. Anyway, um, uh, Martin, I think, was good. I didn't really have any issues with it. I think it took, like, just a tiny touch for, for him to get into it a bit, but I didn't see any other issues otherwise. Eddie Lee. Eddie Lee's an interesting one. Because, I'm gonna put Eddie Lee up here for me so I can see what else. Eddie Lee is still relatively new, he's been around for the past few years. But, in a definitely in a big way, because, I mean, when once you're in, like, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh!, you're set. <laughs> like, I was actually first introduced to him, uh, not just in Machia. Machia was definitely an introduction for it. Was he in Machia?
0: Oh yeah, there it is. I was like,
1: where is Machia? Um, not just in Makia, but also in Akadama Drive as as the ex, as the junior executioner. And I think that's where I... like cause In terms of recent stuff, that's where I really got to know Eddie's uh, Eddie as a voice actor. Um, because it's been a long fucking time since I've watched Makia. It's been a few years. I'm just going based off of what I know from Akadama Drive going into this. Again, very soft-spoken. <laughs> this is another soft-spoken character. But like... <laughs> I fucking also love, I also, I also love Eddie's character, because what the fuck did I text you earlier about Eddie's character? Um
0: me
1: cut my phone? Hold on, I'm, I have my phone too, because oh, I, okay. I said this, because I was in the middle of the last arc, and I said... Shh, 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 shh. It was before we went and napped. It was, Shibazaki is low-key a weirdo and is also the smartest one in the room. Yes. Because Shimazaki Shimazaki, like, he, he's the smartest one in the room because he's the one who has his early suspicions about the quote-unquote fake Akutagawa and is actually the one mm. who is the closest to knowing what the fuck is actually happening.
0: Yeah, he's the guy who somehow managed to figure out the plot, but he was like, damn it, just short. <laughs> like,
1: just just short by like a tiny, tiny detail. detail. But still, it's like smartest guy in the room. But he's also a very much a weirdo. And his dynamic and his dynamic with Akutagawa is just fucking great <laughs> because because Shimazaki doesn't we can't tell he doesn't really like Akutagawa but he's like okay with him but he's like you're an interesting person let me talk to you. And Akutagawa there was this scene when um right after this tiny hint of what Akutaga- this Akutagawa actually is comes through, and Shimazaki notices it. So, a couple minutes later, he's, like, basically following Akutagawa and is like, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. And it gets to the point where he keeps following him and following him, is it's like, well, then, I'll ask some questions, or you can tell me a story. Like, he's no, his first words to him, tell me a story. <laughs> and like Akut- just keep walking, and is at this point he's trying to just lose him, and he just starts running. <laughs> And she was like, he's just like running after him. It was so funny. The dynamic between Eddie and Akutagawa was just <laughs> such a fun delight because the dynamic, the vocal tone and the performances for both Eddie and Akutagawa are different. Um, they're different enough because in some respects Akutagawa is a little bit more of like a subtle, a little bit soft-spoken tone of voice. Um, but Eddie's Shimazaki can be a bit more quieter, so the vocal dynamic there works a bit uh, actually well enough to discern the two. <laughs> their, dyna- their, their dynamic is just so fucking great because Akutagawa is just like, really, we're doing this shit again. And Shimazaki's like, yeah, I want to n- tell me a story. Fucking, I want to talk to you. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. <laughs> and it's just like the most calm tone of voice. It's like, I just want to know. I just want. It's like, I just want to talk to you. Bro, I just want to talk to you. Can we- can we- can we talk? Mm-hmm. Can- I just- oh, can you tell me a story? I want to hear your story. Tell me a story. <laughs> and I love it! It's- it's so fun! And- just the- di- tell me a story.
0: <laughs> Fuck Go off! Go away, Andrew!
1: <laughs> Fuck off! Tell me a story! Tell me a story! <laughs> but no, I really like Eddie, and I- I'm sad I haven't seen him- I forgot he was a Nightish Short Walk on Girl! I'm stupid! He's also a night of shirt walk-on girl, so this is I can say more than just. But uh, night of shirt walk-on girl is another more energetic performance because he's the director of the school festival operations. It's a bit more of an energetic performance in that one. So yeah, this is probably the more quiet quieter I've seen Eddie Lee go. Um, and it's a fun delight and it's a fun dynamic with both Martin Fraser, who I don't really have a lot to say because he's not really there a ton except to be a the butt monkey of the joke and kind of be there for the support system, which is nice. Um, but also Eddie, Eddie Lee and Shimazaki's um, dynamic, I would say, especially with Akutagawa and with some of the other authors, but especially Akutagawa. <laughs> like, it's so silly. It's so much fun. I love it.
0: Yeah. For me, unfortunately, Martin kind of phrase, uh, fades into the background yeah. due to uh, Shusei's kind of lack of being in a lot of things in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he kind of stands there to bounce off of Alan Lee's uh, Hagiwara. I'm sorry, now. I'm sorry. Eddie Lee's Shimazaki. To which um, Shima- Eddie Lee Shimazaki is a very good, understated, deadpan kind of character. Yes. Um, Eddie Lee really nails that. And the thing I like about it, too, is that he also makes Shimazaki, despite looking... Sorry, I keep saying Shimazaki. Yeah, he make- despite Shimazaki looking younger. Yeah. He makes Shimazaki sound older. Yes. Shimazaki very much comes off as a character who looks young but is wise beyond his years.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh and even his character design he looks very tired. He looks very like compared to a lot of the other characters he looks a lot less bright. He lo- him and uh Hagi-bara look the least bright and alert of all the characters.
1: But in reality, in reality- they are yeah. very aware and especially in Shimazaki's case. Shizaki. He is the Shimazaki is, guy is in the, the room. most
0: aware person in the whole thing.
1: Shimazaki's the smartest guy in the
0: room. <laughs> yes. Smartest guy in the room, but he won't be nice about it. Yes. And I think that his his desires and his wants to figure out what's going on to protect the library um really work and I really like the fact that Eddie does play him like that. Mhm. It's very hard to me to make a character sound old. Like, he still sounds like he's in the right body. The voice is right for the body, but the tone very much depicts the age. The tone and the mentality. Yes, and a lot of actors can't do that right. Yeah. And I think that for Eddie, because the biggest thing I know him from is Machia, and I think he's great in Machia, Mm -hmm. uh, is that he nails it this. This is a Shimazaki, I think, is probably one of the hardest-carrying he- the hardest carrying members of the plot element. Yes. And I think that he has to dump a bunch of exposition and emotionality, too. Because remember, he also has that tart where he talks with Dazai about the false stars. Yeah. And I think that he works with Dazai as an actor to get that scene's kind of more heartbreaking mm-hmm. moment across. So I have nothing but praise for Eddie. Um, and again, unfortunately, Martin... I, I wish that your character got to do more so it could hear more from you to see if I'd want to hear more from you as an actor.
1: Can I just right. say one thing about Martin real quick? I just remembered. Yes. Did you watch the little gourmet food segment? Yes! Movie?
0: Martin gets to do a lot of those and that's where Martin, he shines the most because he gets to do That's where he really com-
1: shines and my favorite one is the one of him just like having his food but adding like the, the edible gold flakes to it.
0: Yes, because they always keep talking about how he's so plain. It's like it's yes. like this has no taste to it. He's it's so bright. plain. He's
1: so boring. And every time he's like at all of his meals, he outright states he's like, "I like to try and be a bit more extravagant so I don't come off as boring." And including like the little edible gold flakes. And even then, Shimazaki's just like, "Man, he's still boring." He's
0: still... <laughs> he was the one who made Chuya eat all the protein. Was oh. that was that Ian? Was that Kikuchi?
1: Uh, who made Chuya eat all the protein? Was it Chuya who was eating all the meat? Um. It was Chuya eating all, all the. Oh fuck! I'm trying to remember. Was it Shika? No, I feel like it. Oh, it, it sounds I think like it was Shika. But this sounds like it's something that Ongo would do. Actually, no,
0: Ongo kept trying to keep to kill them with food. Right. So let's move on to our next section. These are now we're starting to get into characters, or at least author names that I think a lot more people are more familiar with mm-hmm. because of again, Boon Brothers Dogs is this thing. We have the Reprobates. These, <laughs> these, <worry>. these boys. <laughs> these, fuckers. these fuckers. These were a group of four authors who were very close friends in the post-war era of Japan. They, together, there are four of them, including Osamu Dazai, who we'll be talking about in another section. But they are Oda Sanosuke, Sakaguchi Ango, and Dan Katsuo. Uh Oda Sanosuke, outside of Dazai, is probably the most famous one. He was born on October 26, 1913. He's referred to as Otisaku. Mm-hmm. He essentially helped found- he was one of the quote-unquote hooligan writers, they also call them. Um, his stories depicted real struggles in Japanese society, uh, society at the time It were frowned upon by the militaristic government. Uh, these themes were evident in a lot- um, and they were kind of hated by the government. It's what made him one of Japan's most admired writings. Uh, his stories include emotional depth and depiction of extraordinary characters, compassion, honesty, and humor. Some of his most notable works are Meto Zanai, uh, which was his second short story. A uh, story, his first story was called Zokushu, which meant vulgarity. It was published in 1939. Uh, he pu- published Sesso in 1946. Again, he lived the war. Unfortunately, he passed away... Of uh, a lung hemorrhage in 1947, uh, he had had tuberculosis multiple times, and that caused uh, that caused him to have it. Upon his death, Osamu Dazai had pu- published an emotional piece, which served as his eulogy. Uh, and uh, Sonosuke Oda is buried in Osaka, Japan.
1: Aww, Dazai, so sweet of him.
0: This makes sense that he's kind of the happiest one because he seems like the most well-adjusted person outside of Dan.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's very true.
0: Next up, there's Ango Sakaguchi.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) I love Ango. He's so fucking great.
0: is probably one of my favorite characters in the show. Yeah, me too. Um, He was another member of the Retrobates. Um, He rose to prominence after Japan's defeat in World War II. His most famous essay is called Uh on or the Discourse on Decadence which examined the role of the Bushido during the war. It is, widely, it is widely argued that he saw post-war Japan as decadent yet more truthful than wartime Japan built on illusions like Bushido. Um, which is a samurai code. He was also a substitute teacher. Oh really? Uh, for a while. Uh, he wrote the Ironical Murder Mystery, The Non-Serial Murder Incident. Which won the Mystery Writer uh, Japan Award in 1948. He died, unfortunately, of a brain aneurysm at age 48 in 1955. Wow. Okay. Uh, however, he has actually had some influence on Japan's uh, worldview and stuff. And in fact, there are two different anime that directly reference uh, his his works. Really. Um, the Aoi Bungaku series. Episodes uh, five and six are Sakura no Mori uh, no Mankai no Shita. Okay. um, Which is, of course, Ango's very, very famous story. uh, In the forest under the cherries in full bloom.
1: Yes, that's Which is what's depicted in this. Yes.
0: (laughs) And the anime Ungo.
1: Ungo? Really?
0: Ungo is uh, based on. Ango Sakaguchi's novel *Meiji Kako Ango Tomori Cho.
1: Well, hot damn! I own that one, and I haven't even fucking watched it yet. I should fix that, though. I heard it's not great.
0: It's it's not great, but it's thing. It's a thing. Yes, and then of course there is Kazuo Don. Uh, he actually lived to be the oldest of the uh. Of, of the, four the of, them? of the reprobates of all things, really. Um, yes, he died at sixty three in nineteen seventy six.
1: Good for him.
0: After he graduated college, uh, he had degr- he actually uh, graduated college with a degree in economics. He dedicated himself to writing. In nineteen forty four, he won the Nobel Prize while serving as a newspaper war correspondent. Hmm,
1: okay, um, I
0: see it. He uh, resumed his literary activities and won the nineteen fifty. Uh, Naoki Prize. During his career, he wrote novels and poetry and traveled extensively in Japan, Europe, the United States, China, Russia, Australia, and New Zealand. He lived in Santa Cruz in Por- uh, on uh, Santa Cruz on the seacoast west of Torre Visa in Portugal, Ooh, on a house okay. on the street that now bears his name. He essentially retired after that. Um, he received the 1975 Yomori Prize for Kakonohito. This is a monument. Uh, there's a monument to Dan's memory in Santa Cruz, and another on uh, Nokoshima Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, his poetry is engraved in stone along some of the canals of Yanagawa, Ooh, wow. which is a city in Japan. Uh, he was born in Yashimi Prefecture, so he's from Kyushu originally. Um, his a- his daughter is actually a famous actress in Japan named Fumidon. Okay. Uh, she won the 17th Japanese Academy Prize for her role in the movie. Uh, bloom in the moonlight however if you are a fan of anime she was the voice of yoko shiraki in the ashita no joe films really yes
1: oh shit okay
0: and she's still alive she's 67
1: holy shit random question because this is a plot point in the show itself did don actually write a biography about dazai after he passed
0: Let me look into it.
1: Because that is a point that was made, and that's essentially how uh, Don manages to get reincarnated because... So Dazai gets sucked into no longer human and goes batshit crazy, and quote-unquote Akutagawa, his idea is, I'm gonna taint the book of another of his friends, save it, get his friend in the process, and have him delve into that book to save his ass. So and the book that was chosen was the yes. He did, okay, was the biography that Kazuo Don wrote for da, about Dazai after Dazai passed. So that's interesting, okay.
0: It is called Danzai to Ango. Anyway, anyway, who
1: voices these fuckers?
0: Playing Oda Sonosuke is Rob Morera. playing Sakaguchi Ango is Billy Komets. and playing Dan Kazuo is Tom Aguilo. Rob Morera, you will know his characters such as Yukimura and Fena Pirate Princess. Yuki Korida in number 24, and Fuji, uh, Fukuro Koji in Mazinger Z Infinity. Billy conventional Nose characters is, uh Shine Nozen in 86, Otamatsu Matsuno in Mr. Otamatsu, and Mikhail in Sirius the Jaeger. Unfortunately, I was not able to find any uh, info on Tom Aquilo via Anime News Network.
1: So, because I did some prep work with visuals and editing stuff, so Tom Aquilo Agu- Agu- I, I uh, first of all, apologies for if we mispronounce your name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he is more known as a voiceover artist, particularly for uh, a voice actor in general, for like commercials and audiobooks. And I think he's done a few video games, but primarily like commercials and things like that is where he, where he, his bread and butter is normally. So, little context there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking love the reprobates so much. They're so stupid. Mm-hmm. They're so fucking dumb. I included. <laughs> like, oh, I love these stupid boys. Tom's Don. Tom is Kazuo Don. Like, he's probably the most level-headed of the four of them in this show. And it, it works really nicely. I'm just a little sad because Don doesn't really have a lot involved. Because he shows up basically... Mm-hmm. At the end of the two-parter for No Longer Human and is kind of there for the last bit as the plot gets pushed along by uh, um, the Kikuchi squad. (laughs) Um, So I kind of wish Tom had a a little bit more to do, but um, I will admit him basically like talking down Dazai in the No Longer Human part actually was really good. I, I did enjoy it. It was a touch rough at the start of it, but it kind of as, as that little As that little back-and-forth progressed alongside uh, Dazai it, it grew and it grew and I was like, okay, I, I do like this. This is a bit more believable to me um, Rob Moria as is uh, Odasaku it's, it's so interesting because the I I, I watched Feta Pirate Princess this this is one of those moments where it's like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Cuz Yukimadu is basically like freaking deadpan like so serious nin- like male lead nin- like ninja boy like and this is not that performance. This is not that voice at all. It's it's much more it's a bit more lighthearted. It's a bit more fun and and lively and it's just really nice <laughs> though <laughs> though he he Don is one of the more grounded of the rep- reprobates <laughs> uh, Odasaku is like probably second to that um and it shows with Rob's performance because up until Don is even introduced uh as an actual reincarnated author in the show uh odosaku is that grounded figure <laughs> and he he's the one who deals with all of the bullshit that Da-Zai i mean if you had to deal with Jazai and
0: ango you would want it you would need, he would someone- need help you, you need-, need help someone needs help odosaku is the only one who could <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, so, let's not even joke. Otisaga's the only one I that can, that can put up with and c- try and get them to stop their bullshit half the time. It's great. Um, and I think Rob's performance is, is a lot of fun. It, it took a second for me to get into it, but that's only because I'm coming off of, like, dark, brooding... Ninja Man Yukimaru from Fena and I'm going into this <laughs> like that's really the only reason why it took me a minute to get into it because it's a It's like a stark contrast in terms of vocal tone and performance for Rob um, But I'm here to talk about Billy Kaveta's Anko Because <laughs> he fucking steals the scenes he's in and it's great <laughs> Like Billy is is the, the cool kind of guy, but he's also a little bit of an idiot <laughs>
0: Like, he- Ongo is trying so hard to be cool with his glasses and his leather. Yes. But, like, he's the guy who would be like, I'll have her home at six. Absolutely.
1: He he would be- He's the one who's trying to be cool, but at the end of the day would probably be the gentleman of the four. <laughs> Let's be real. But <laughs> I think one of my favorite running jokes with Billy is we keep bringing it up with Ongo is how much of an awful cook he is. It's one of the running jokes in the show that Ongo is just shit at cooking. The reason for that is fucking... (laughs) He keeps experimenting with dishes and food. And is like, "Ah, this needs a bit more corruption," and that's like the key word that is thrown in there a lot is the amount of corruption
0: that's in the dishes. It's such a ongo ongo sakaguchi in bungo an alchemist mm-hmm. tags corruption king. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> it's like, and he has some fun moments in one-liners, not just with the corruption stuff, but I think I brought I brought this up a little bit earlier when we were talking about um. I think when we were talking about Hagiwara and mm-hmm. the when the group of them delved into his book and there was the whole, who fucking mm-hmm. murdered this person? Ongo ended up being yeah. the third person who was murdered. And he's like, well, if I'm going if I'm going to hell, they picked a really good person to go to hell at this point. And was just like, are you really thinking about that right now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Billy has some, Billy Ongo has some fun wine liners. It's great. In terms of one-liners, I think Billy got to have the most fun with them.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, no, Billy's having the time of his life.
1: Oh, Billy always has the time of his life with anything he does, I realize. And it's just phenomenal. But no, Ongo, I think, is probably among my favorite performances because of so much of an idiot he can be. And Billy is just like, Billy thinks he's the smartest one in the room, but he's actually not. (laughs) He thinks he's the smartest and the most creative. With his, hey, let's make this. And oh my god, the farming thing. The farming bit <laughs> where fucking Chuya, the next day, he's gonna go early to steal all their rice that they grew so you could have sake. But when he, um, Odasaku and Dazai get there and they realize all the rice is gone. They're like, wait, where's Ongo? And he got, apparently had a hankering for curry the night be- that, during the night and made over a hundred fucking plates of curry for no reason. <laughs> With all of the rice. <laughs> and then Odasaku's like, "Ah, might as well have some. <laughs> it's so good. The dynamic between the four reprobates is really good. Um, I, I'm only, actually I'll say the three reprobates are really good because Tom doesn't get to have a ton of time with them, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dynamic between Rob, Billy, and Dazai is just so stupid. It's so much fun. Um, and in the scenes where Don Kazuo is part of it, cause there's a mix of like flashback scenes with them at like the bar having drinks and shit. And then with some of the fun dynamics when they're for all four of them are reunited for the first time, when Don Kazuo comes in to, Basically kicked Dazai's ass. <laughs> like, there are... The dynamic is there. I just wish that, again, Tom had got to do more in the show. That's no fault of Tom at all, honestly. That's more on the show. But <laughs> the reprobates are my favorite group in this show. <laughs> because they do so much stupid shit.
0: They, they get to have a lot of the comedy. They,
1: ha- they have a lot of the comedy. They have the majority of the comedy, and it helps because... The rubber baits are there very frequently. So they carry the comedic moments really nicely. I think the only other character that ca- carries a good portion of the comedy is actually Chuya. And uh, we're going to talk about Chuya next anyway. So <laughs> Like, cause, and the five of the- and the, the- reprobates, and plus Chuya, and then there's Octagawa, They're the ones who really primarily carry the story, and the, specifically the comedy of it. Um, and it works really nicely. <laughs> All things considered. But no, I love the reprobates, they're so fucking stupid. <laughs> I just love their hijinks and shenanigans. Here, have some corruption stew. Oh my god, there was the one gourmet thing at the end of one of the episodes. And fucking.
0: <laughs> is it the one for uh, Daza's
1: birthday? The Daza's birthday one, which was, I think I was 12. That one was really Which a good is one. really
0: cute. That was really it cute. It was for, very cute. And where then... Ango makes him the cake with his favorite foods and and, and the little Akutagawa prize. And yeah. Daza's like, I don't want the fake prize. I want the real one. But he doesn't comment with the fact that the man made cake with, like, meat in it. Yeah.
1: And then you have. That one's cute too, cause it has Kudagawa in the hallway just overhearing. He has a little cupcake for Dazai. With I a little do. Laguna
0: Power Prize. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cute.
1: Uh, but no, the one I'm referring to has um, Ongo, uh, Onosaku, and um, the Kikuchi Squad, and <laughs> fucking. Uh, no, is it? No, it's not the gourmet one. It's at the end of the show itself when they're cleaning up the mess. That's what it was. Where um. Yes. Where Ongo is just like, hey, eat up, you want some food, right? And the three of and
0: it's just like this big, weird pot. It looks like a hot pot, but it's like. It is, but it's like blue and shit because blue. Ongo is all about corrupting people with his meals. Yes. So my guess is that the Ongo in this one just wants to give her pretty diarrhea. Um, I guess so. And then the, the
1: Kikuchi trio is just like, oh god. God. <laughs> They're just.
0: Dejected. And Otisaku is like, I tried, man.
1: I've tried. I've tried. Otisaku's
0: to... like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs>
1: I think we said before that basically Onisaku and, okay, and, and Ongo married. are fucking married. And Ango are
0: are are basically uh, married. Are basically, uh, married in
1: this? Yes. And Don and Don and Dazai are at least boyfriends, but, but Dazai Dazai has a what? What was it? Dazai like wants a Kudagawa or some shit. What was it we said earlier? What was it? About um how oh, Dazai oh, and yeah, Da uh, are
0: boyfriends, but but does uh Dazai's hot for teacher. Dazai's hot for teacher. That's it. <laughs> he's hot for he's hot for fake teacher because real teacher was kind of a dick to him. Um. <laughs> Hidros acne. Hi, um.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the opening is a lie, by the way.
0: Yeah, the opening has characters that just never show up in the show, like, like including full-time.
1: another Lucian.
0: Yeah, Tanizaki uh, Junichiro. Junichiro Tanizaki. Yeah,
1: another Lucian, and then Chris Hackney, who's in the first episode because he's in the Run Mellow story. Yeah, because
0: he's the he's the person they try to use for the tape. Right, um, and then he pops in at least oh! a couple of times, but oh 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 um, what? But Tanizaki is uh, the one who can make himself invisible in Bungo. That's what it was. I was like, I know that name's familiar oh! to me. Yeah, he's a uh, Spike Sensors character. Oh,
1: um, oh. Ta- uh, Syscon. Okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: that's Lucian. That's Lucian's
1: I was like, wait, who plays that one again? And then I was like, okay. Which Lucian. is really funny
0: because Lucian Dodge plays Kanji Miyazawa in Adventure Dogs. Um <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and he also wrote, I think he also wrote that dub, so... Um, Maybe. But anyway. You know, so let me go on my feelings so that you've kind of dominated the talking I'm for this sorry. section. I love the Retrobates. No, it's, so it's, it's fine. The Retrobates are great. That's yeah, why. They're great. Um, definitely, Tom did a good job. I think he's by far the roughest of the Retrobates, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it's just an experience doing anime as compared to other things. Yeah. But I think he does a serviceable job. It could have, I think, been better, obviously, but. It's not a bad performance, it's just a very okay performance. I
1: just kind of uh, wish that Don Kazuo got to Don do more did, and did got he to do have, more. We could have done it
0: more. But whenever they put Oda and and, and uh, Oda, Oda, Oda Saku and Ongo together, Billy and Rob steal the scenes. Yes. They, um, do. they are the scene stealing squad. Um, Oda, Oda was a little bit rough, uh, Rob was a little bit rough at the beginning. Mm hmm. But I think he really definitely grew into Oda's a lot more fun, uh, fun persona. He is the mature fun guy. Yes. Uh, is the guy who thinks he's mature, but he's not. And Dazai is, well, he's Dazai. Dazai Um, is
1: Dazai. There's not much else to say there.
0: Uh, Rob definitely captures that balance of being fun and serious. He is definitely the mom of the group. Yes. He is the mom character. He gets to do the male mom voice. Mm -hmm. Um... I really like it and I have not watched Feno because I have no time. Um, oh, the the dub for Fena is great. The dub the for the, show. The, the dub, is... I'm waiting. I've told. I've told. Fenna does not jump a shark. It launches itself into low, low Earth orbit. Yeah, it um, launches
1: itself into like five
0: universes over. Like it, it's just it's something happens. It's weird. It's um <laughs> spoilers.
1: Andrew did that uh, thing where he made a comment about how the show went, and then he didn't expect it to go that way in actuality. So that's how much it jump like like. Flies over the fucking shark.
0: I'm, st- I'm still not over. What the fuck's gonna happen? Is the car gonna blow up? Show, I was kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yes, refuse to. Uh, <laughs> Platinum <to> End. Um, <laughs> you know, so Rob does a really good job, and the thing is that I again, these are all characters I've seen. I've seen these are all authors I've seen interpreted into different characters in a different show with a different dubbing studio. Yes. Um. I'm very... That's one of the things I also really want to praise uh, Laura for. Mm-hmm. Is that she... These... These characters sound very different. Like, Rob's performance as his Otisaku Because his Odesaku isn't as uh, serious or in such a dark material compared to David Vincent's Otisaku. Yeah. Uh, I think that Rob got to play up the more uh, happier aspects of this and... I think the thing is too is how much of genuine care that they have for each other comes through in their voice. Oh, absolutely! Like, the retrobates um, really care about each other. That's yeah, and like how how they talk about how Dazai is a clown and Dazai is this, but they, he was a gen. I think it is uh Oda's performance is so genuine when he talks like, yeah, Oda's uh, Dazai is a clown, but he cares about people. Yep. Like he cares and when they have to fight the crazed version of him, I think it is Odesaku who lets himself get stabbed first. Yes.
1: I don't know, he doesn't let himself get stabbed. He just He just gets
0: stabbed stabbed, stabbed first. And then Billy on ongo is
1: <laughs>
0: I like that this is the more serious Billy that you would see like this is very much not his Otsumatsu or mm-hmm. or um, his gallo. This is more towards his shin voice and register. But it's still more light-hearted than Shin from 86. And Ongo is a guy who is trying to be cooler than he is. <laughs> Keyword, like, trying. Trying, because again, I'm not gonna lie, the the Cherry Blossom episodes are two of my favorite episodes. Oh, that was And beautiful. he does such a great job playing the, um, the, the nameless man in the mouth, the protagonist. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you swift into the actual Ongo who is, wears leather, wears sunglasses, wants to corrupt everybody. Yeah. He's more interested in the fall of grace from man. But he's like, domestic, like, he's the guy who woke up and started cooking curry because he had a craving. Yep. And he's like, trying to be, I love that. I think the way I can describe it as, it's Billy trying to play a really cool character and a not really cool character. He was, a guy who thinks he's cool, but he's not. Yes. But it's not like Otsumatsu where everyone around him knows he's a fucking loser. Because everybody genuinely thinks on is kinda cool.
1: Yeah. He just
0: there, has, he's just he a just, little eccentric. He just has a little quirks. And I like that. It's it's the cool but eccentric personality. Yes. yes. And I just think that he has so much fun playing this character. And and yeah, so let's move on to the next character. The acting director, aka the cat. And everyone's <laughs> yay! Everyone's favorite petty little bitch. We love him. It's great. Chuya Nakahara. We love. In this house, we stand Chuya. In this house, we stand Chuya Nakahara. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Chuya Nakahara. I have to look up Chuya Nakahara, the author.
1: God, I love Chuya. Chuya's
0: given a gun in this universe. Yes, cuz he's a poet. Yes. <laughs> which means that he gets a gun. Uh, the cat, the cat is just a cat. It talks. It's the acting director. It's the pl- it's the it's the uh the voice for the alchemist. Yes. So, yay. Um, <laughs> That's all we need to know about him. <laughs> yeah. Shi Nakahara born April 29th 1907 and died October 22nd 1937 fortunately he, uh, he passed away at the age of 34. is mm. a Japanese poet active during the early showa period originally shaped by Dada and other forms of European experimental poetry he was one of the leading revolutionary Japanese poets although he died at the young age of 30 sorry 30 not 34. He wrote more than 350 poems throughout his life. Many call him the Japanese uh, Rimbaud for his affiliation with uh, the French poet who he translated. He did marry and he had two children. Oh, nice. Uh, he married uh, Takeo Ueno. The literary award, the Nakahara Chuya Prize, is established in 1996 by Yamaguchi City uh, in Chuya's memory. He also he his poems that he wrote very famously were of the following were the song of the goat, the song of bygone gaze. and of course everybody who is a big fan of Boon ghost dogs would know this one in the tainted sorrows which his power is named for. yes. Uh, that unfortunately, this chuya does not have anti-gravity. Um, <laughs> he gets
1: a gun in return he gets a gun instead, which is fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, he gets a gun in this. uh also it is le- I think it is like legal description that <laughs> Chia Nakahara, must be depicted with his hat,
1: with, with his fedora, with looking his hat. fucking hat, with his fedora-looking hat. It's like just do it, <laughs> because again, Chia is a petty little bitch, and we love him.
0: <laughs> Chia has a very okay. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. that uh, Chia Nakahara has a, a very, very distinct face as an author. Yeah, he has a very, very distinct face. Distinct face. He has a very distinct look, and I actually think that this anime actually captures it fairly well. I will you send you a one. picture. Of
1: oh, it. okay. I'm looking him up right now. Actually, I searched yes. Chuya Nakahara, and the first thing it gives me, of course, Bungo Stray Dogs. <laughs> Stray Dogs. <laughs> no, yeah. Thank see, you, thank you,
0: you to Bungo Stray Dogs and Bungo Alchemist for ruining search- Google search, just like fan fans. Um.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I'm looking at pictures of the actual Chuya Nakahara, and the face. And he looks like, like him. They always have the hat. more accurate. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he he actively kind of looks like him. Yeah, it's um, a bit
1: more accurate to the real Chiyonaka Nakahara. Yes, that's interesting.
0: Playing the cat is Dino uh, Andrade, and playing Chiyonaka Nakahara is Barrett Letty. Uh, Dino has, Andrade has played characters such as Willy and Motherfuckers, the God of You, and the God of You's books. In the Night is short walk-on girl. Yay. Uh, Barrett Letty, you will know his characters such as Madoka Hongo in Number Twenty Four. Uh, Malian in Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Akira Zaizen in uh, Yu Gi Oh! V woo Woohoo. Uh, I'll start first in this section. Uh, Dino is actually the person who I thought had the roughest time in this. Really? Um, a lot of times the cat's voice just didn't settle with me. Okay. Um, it felt very unnatural. Uh, even for, like, here's the thing I have to compare this to Token Rambu. Um, I've I've not watched Katsugeki. I keep meaning to watch Katsugeki, and I keep pushing it off because I know that I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy the dub of that as much as I enjoy the the Hanamaru dub. Because mm-hmm. the Hanamaru dub is one of my favorites, right? Even with its flaws and alls, that is just a very comfort. That's like a comfort dub for me. Okay. But in that, Sunny Straight plays uh the Konosuke, and Sunny Straight plays the Konos in a very comedic but funny normal sounding sunny straight voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he feels he doesn't feel like just an exposition dump. He feels like a living breathing character. Sometimes I don't think Dino was able to make the cat sound like a living breathing character even for as much exposition dumping because they do kind of fuck with the cat a lot in this show. <laughs> um, the cat at one point complains that they're growing tobacco on his Christian Minecraft server. <laughs> And then Dazai goes and burns a whole warehouse because- house down and, and everyone's like- Everyone's like, well, tobacco's legal in Japan. It's not like i are growing weed. <laughs> which is very illegal in Japan. <laughs> um, you'll get more- You'll get more punished for having weed in Japan than child porn. Oh my god. Yeah, fuck you, Watsuki. <laughs> um, don't cut that out. Um, <laughs> But- I think that the, the funniest thing that they have Dino do is, like a cat, they have him roll his mm-hmm. Uh To make it sound like a purring. Yeah. And again, I don't think this is a bad performance. I just don't think that it sounded like a normal speaking voice enough for me like everybody okay. else did. Okay. It just didn't sit with me. However, Barrett Leedy also steals the show whenever Chuy is on screen because, God bless him, he channeled every amount of petty little bitch he could. <laughs> because... For the life of this. I don't know if it's like a law in Japan to make Chuya like this, but it's great. Um, Every time it happens, it's phenomenal. And the thing is that he very much captures the sarcastic kind of butt monkey aspects of Chuya, because as much as the show shits on uh poor Shusei, it shits on Chuya harder. Like when he gets shot in the head, they are all like, Yay, is dead, basically. <laughs> and <laughs> I love I love his just delivery of please take my murder seriously. It's like I, Pierce, I have been shot. <laughs> he gets so uh, angry about it because they're just like fucking off around, and then he's like, "Really, a frog? Really, what the fuck?" Uh, c- and then I love in the last episode though when he gets to be cool and the, yeah. and the I can't believe it's not a Kodakawa is like, "You're a terrible shot," and then he gets his revenge like, "Oh, so I'm a terrible shot, am I?" Yep,
1: that's a good one. Man. And yeah. you're just
0: like, "Yes, yes." I think to me the way I describe Barrett's performance of Chuya is the energy of it's it's he nails this performance from the second Chuya shows up. Oh yeah. Um is when Dazai is talking about trying to escape the library and they and they kind of start shitting on Dazai for his multiple failed lover suicides. Yes. And Daza's like, he's like, oh come on. It... it and Daza's like, well, I'll just end myself and get out of here. And, and he's on the balcony and he can't jump. And Chuya has all the energy of do a flip. Yes. <laughs> and then fucking. Of at, do a flip, you pussy.
1: After that, fucking Daza.
0: Then, and, and then and then everybody's like, well, well, Chuya, you did the same thing. And he's like, I did not.
1: No. And then you then you get a little flashback of basically, essentially the exact same framing of the scene with Daza climbing the stairs and trying to figure shit out. But it's with Chuya. With
0: Chuya. And, and then, he's right into, I think, Kenji Misao, which is funnier to me. Yeah. Um,
1: and then, like, fucking the line that he says to Dasa is like, Yep, I guess we're broken butt buddies now. Yeah. The, okay, so this is one thing I do need to,
0: to call out.
1: He calls him a peach flower boy. Yes.
0: I I don't know if that just doesn't translate very well from Japanese. It was super literal. I don't know. It was like the equivalency of calling him a virgin. Which Chewy is allowed to do because Chewy banged a woman and had two kids, so <laughs>
1: um
0: just saying. Uh so yeah no. I that's another thing. I want very Lady in more stuff. Yes. hundred percent. He was absolutely fantastic. I think he's probably like, I don't like to give my dummies away pretty early, but he is in the running for one of my underrated performances of the year. Yeah. And he's only done like a like a few things. Like
1: not even kidding. So he's still relatively new. Yes. Apparently, uh, his skills and abilities implu- include improvisation, whistling, and the ukulele, according to ANN.
0: <laughs> I mean, you got one of those in here, so.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go okay. ahead,
0: Steph. You're, I'm good.
1: Okay. There's not much more I can add about uh, Barrett as Chuya. It's just so much fun. Like, it's fun, and it's a sassy, petty Chuya, which is exactly what, at this stage, with any iteration of fucking Chuya Nakahara, that we're used to, and it works very nicely. Um, I kinda wanna spend some time with Dino and the acting director because I have the opposite viewpoint of view, actually. I actually really liked I I actually really liked his portrayal of the acting director of the cat. Was it rough in the beginning? Yes, but only as in like an admin adjusting period. But as it progressed, I actually really enjoyed how otherworldly it, it actually kind of sounds. Because this is not a normal character, obviously. This is a talking cat running a library. Holy shit, a talking cat. I know. <laughs> and I think it's also because you haven't heard Dino before in other roles, I believe,
0: correct? No, this is the first time I have. So
1: I heard him in Night is Short, Walk on Girl, right? And it's a, it's, it's the same tone of voice, except in Night is Short, it's a bit more snarkier and like quick-witted and sassy compared to the acting director here so i already have an idea of what Dino sounds like potentially so i can understand like you think it's a little bit more rough around the edges and all that fun stuff more and a bit more inconsistent i found it rather enjoyable because it's this otherworldly being and it's just it's not a natural it's not a natural sounding voice because this is a this is not a natural like natural living cat you know what i mean i guess i don't know if it's a suspension disbelief thing or maybe it's just a tone of voice but that that's kind of how i feel about it. i was fine with it and also the little added touch of the rolling of the r's for summer's words, like mm-hmm. i can't roll my r's forever. oh yeah no i love
0: that that like, was i, a re- that again, I actually I think that's a really great touch and i don't know who to compliment dino or laura i'm gonna say laura though because she's the director
1: yes like it's a fun nice little touch to add to the character because it's a fucking cat <laughs> like when you get to have that opportunity it's like why not why the fuck not right but um No, I really like both. I do like both these performances. Dino's was just a touch rough in the beginning because of an adjustment period. But I think, for me anyway, it grew, I grew into that rather, he grew into it rather quickly to me. Um, And I think the tone of voice actually worked for the character of this cat, this talking cat. But um, I feel like you might, considering the animation style of Night is Short and the story and the character of the god of used books, um, you might enjoy Dino's performance more in that when you get around to watching that. I feel like you'll enjoy him more there. So I understand you not being a fan here. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I I liked
0: it. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. The last ones. All- Did you already
0: talk about Chia?
1: I only, I know, there's not much more I can add that you've already said. Okay, fair. So, I'm just like, I just- Finally,
0: <laughs> finally, it's time to talk about them.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Oh, the, man, boy. The, the the teacher and the one who's hot for teacher. I have to put the word author in this. <laughs> before I you wrote an Bungo- article <laughs> about
0: two of these people before, so. Yeah, before you get Bungo Stray dog stuff in a search. <laughs> I have to put the word author and I'm very upset about this.
1: I mean, it's it's upsetting for our current purposes, but all things considered, it's actually kind of funny. <laughs>
0: like, Bungo's taking over. You know what? Fuck it.
1: <laughs> like, I'm satisfied with that thought, but at the same time, it's just like, oh man, this, uh, <laughs> it's like, damn it.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, not- I wrote a blog about this five goddamn years ago. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, are you looking at up right now?
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> yes! <claps> Let's go, bitch. Oh, shit. <laughs> Osamu Dazai. I will link this article in the goddamn description. Hell yeah. Make sure you send it Osama to me. Dazai, born June 19th, 1909. He passed away June 13th, nineteen uh, June thirteenth, nineteen 1948 from suicide. And then um,
1: everything gets sour.
0: Yeah. Osamu was influenced greatly by the works of Ryunosuke Akutagawa and Masuji Ibuse. um... Uh, he was a troubled man who dealt with bouts of addiction, societal and family infidelity, multiple attempts at suicide, and his actual death was a double suicide.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he has written series, stories such as Joshihito, Doki no which had his humor and wit, while others like Fuka Hayeki showed his hope. Um, obviously, uh, if you've watched Boon Go Stray Dogs, you know his uh, power is based on his very famous novel, uh, no longer human a series a yes. book in which the protagonist feels like he cannot interact with society because he cannot laugh and show joy uh show um show joy he has also wrote but uh wrote books such as uh stories such as uh run Milos, and the setting sun uh yeah, those which,
1: two are mentioned in this show uh
0: they yes they're Actually, uh, Run Milos is the first episode, Correct. and No Longer Human, I believe, makes up the episode six and seven arc, or seven and eight arc. Uh,
1: around that point, yeah. And then Sunning Sun is mentioned in a really whacked out dream sequence, and like, what was that, episode four?
0: Yes, with beautiful performances from, I believe, Billy Combetz and
1: uh, no, Casey- it, No, it's Robbie Damon. Damon and-, and Casey
0: Mongolino. Yes. Correct. Um- but yeah, the real Dazai, again, and in this show, he's very much a clown. He mm. is very much a fun, upbeat guy who's, yes. who has a problem letting others in based on the betrayal he felt from his teacher, uh, who did not award him the Akurigawa Prize. A.K.A. Chris Hackney in this I show, apparently. Hi, Chris Hackney. And again, Dazai's influence on anime can be seen, uh, if you're an anime fan uh, of some Dazai's, uh, things can be uh, felt around the world. Uh there is an fi-
1: like anime film uh, adaptation Ban- of No Longer Human, I believe, correct? Aoi
0: Bungaku adapts No Longer Human. Mm-hmm. Human Lost, a co-production yes. from Funimation, yes, was an adaptation it. of No Longer Human. That's
1: the one I'm thinking of.
0: Um, again, it is uh, Suki Gakure has uh, references in its episodes, such as, again, The Setting Sun and Ron Melos. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones that have Dazai that isn't Ringo. Um But anyway, to move over to the other person that we have to really talk about is... Our good friend, Ryunosuke Akutagawa, who was born April 29th, 1907 and passed away of suicide on October 22nd, 1937.
1: So he was how old?
0: I'm sorry, I read the wrong dates. Uh, I'm sorry, March 1st, uh, 1982 to July 24th,
1: 1927. So he was in his 30s or 40s around then?
0: I think he was in his 30s. He said 87 to 27?
1: 1892. Ninety-two. Thirty-five. He was thirty-five. Yep, he'd be in his thirties.
0: He was thirty-five. Okay. Uh, Again, the premier literary award in Japan is the Akutagawa Prize. Mm -hmm. He is considered the father of the Japanese short story. Um, He was, again, good friends with Kikuchi-Kan and uh, Kusame Mato. He died via overdose. Essentially, he wrote... uh, The series plays it as, like, his earlier works were at odds with his uh, later works, such as the book Gear, The series Gears. Mm Mm-hmm. he wrote many influential series, including uh, Rashomon, In the Grove, uh, In the Grove, Spider's *Spiders Web, Spider's, spiders Web, spider's, web spider's Thread, one of them. Thread. Those. I'm gonna... You know what, Megan? Look it up. Uh,
1: Portraits of Hell is a, is one that's... Portrait of Hell! In, in fucking Portrait of Hell! Like, me and Megan are just like, we want to read that fucking yeah, book. Yeah, he's Ugh. written
0: so many series, so many books. Mm-hmm. Um, Kappa, uh, Rashomon, The Nose, The mm-hmm. Spider's Thread, hell- The Screen of Hell. Yes. Um, The Dragonhold's Potters here, Autumn Mountain, In a Grove, or In a Bamboo Grove, which is actually what the ending song is based off of. Oh, gotcha, um, okay. Kappa, Gears. Mm-hmm. Um. Gears
1: is the one that's adapted in the last two episodes of this show as well.
0: Correct. His legacy, again, can be felt all over Japan. Mm-hmm. He had a highly publicized dis- uh, dispute with Junichiro Tanizaki. <laughs> um, uh, towards the end of his life, however, he did f- uh, suffer from visual hallucinations and anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, so essentially that was how they they did it. Again, his legacy was felt. In fact, the the most famous thing to, I think, outside of his works, especially for a Western audience... Uh, because again I know I was shown this in college because I studied film is obviously Akira Kurosawa's very famous film Rashomon Mm -hmm. which is based off his work and the Rashomon effect and how much Rashomon has been parodied around the world Uh, like I think there's like a Simpsons fucking joke about Rashomon really yes there's a Simpsons joke about Rashomon
1: Can I just also point out, I found it very interesting when you mentioned that in his later years he suffered from, like, hallucinations and anxiety. Which, which could play into how they managed to kind of adapt this story about I can't believe it's not a (laughs) Akutagawa. Like, it's, I I didn't know that. That's actually really interesting. And it makes, it actually, like, we don't know if he had another side that he created, like, in his later years. But considering the fact that he had suffered from like, these hallucinations it kind of helps with the the believability the, of it. Yeah,
0: now that, that now it makes sense with what the end. Oh, by the way, the Simpsons joke is: Come on, Homer, uh, Japan will be fun. You liked Rashomon, not how I remembered it. That's not how I remembered it.
1: <laughs> okay, there we go.
0: So, playing Osama Dazai is Zina Robinson, and playing uh, Akutagawa Ryunosuke is Richard Thomas. Uh, our good friends Anna Robinson, who we have an interview with uh, up on our channel, Woo! you can go check that out has played characters such, like, such as Hawks in My Hero Academia, Vanitas in the case study of Vanitas and Go in Pokemon Journeys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Thomas, this is his first named role on ANN. n Yep. So I would actually like, do you want to go first? Because I feel like I have a lot to say. So.
1: I have, I, I mean, I also have quite a bit to say. We can just go back and forth, honestly, yeah. with these two. I think
0: I want to start off this yeah. um, with... Oh my god, I love Zeno in this. Zeno's amazing! Zeno, Zeno is so fucking good in this. I and I it. remembered I mentioned to him, I was like, yeah man, I was really upset. I have my copy of Boon and Alchemist is on the way. He's like, oh man, we had so much fun with that. Yeah. And the thing is that he brings so much energy and charisma mm-hmm. to to his, to his Dazai. Yeah. Because this Dazai is a very different take as a character from the Bungo Stray Dogs uh Dazai and Keiji Tang's performance. Yeah, oh yeah, it's very different. Um and actually even in the Japanese, um Dazai is not paid played by Mamoru Miyano in that. He's played by Yuichi Nakamura. Mm, okay. Uh to give some people uh some information on who uh Yuichi Nakamura is. He is characters such as uh Tomio Oza uh Okizaki in uh, the Clonod franchise. Oh, okay. Uh, he is Shigure in Fruits Basket.
1: Oh, in the in the new one or just in general?
0: The new one. Okay, he's the new one. I, kn-
1: I know the Japanese. Like,
0: uh, he, he was Disney Kuro movies. in Haikyuu. And to give one last one that I think a lot of people would know the show.
1: Oh, he's gray in Fairy Tale.
0: Yes, gray in Fairy Tale.
1: And then um, he's Shinomiya. He's Kojiro Shinomiya in
0: Food Wars as well. I just
1: finished Fourth Life the yeah. other day.
0: <laughs> I have not watched Fourth Place cuz uh pretty much for me Food Wars starts going downhill after the second season. Um I, I don't mean, really like Fourth Life
1: 5th. isn't bad, but I was all I don't told I don't I don't, I don't like really I don't downhill.
0: I don't like the central arc very much. Eh, Let's go. With it's that. Not I don't bad. I don't particularly I'm not particularly fond. Of
1: oh, he's also fucking oh my god. What? Nakamura's also fucking a Hawks in My Hero. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. (laughs) I see what you did there, Laura and... uh, I see what you did there, casting. But here's the
0: thing, this is such a departure from his Hawks performance. It is. For Zeno. This is very much in... It, I think Steph and I were talking about this. This is very much proto-Vonitas. No,
1: I said I texted this to her. I'm like, Dazai walked so that Vonitas could fucking run. And she hasn't quite had the chance to I really haven't go through gotten the chance yet. to
0: watch more more than episode one of Vonitas in Japanese. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I really like I've read the first volume of the manga, so I do like the case study of Vonitas. I'm just Things are very busy, and when so you have a parent going through cancer again, your time kind of gets eaten up.
1: Right. So, like, um, in terms of Zeno as Dazai,
0: yeah, that's the best. App, that's the most apt description, especially if you watch watched Is is the thing is that I think that even even if this is kind of a proto Vonitas mm-hmm. performance, this character is a departure from what Vonitas is because Vonitas yeah. is very much, very much a more a a character who can actually back up his shit posting. <laughs> Um. Yeah,
1: yeah, Vanitas, like, okay, so Dazai is the lovable idiot.
0: He's a clown. He's a
1: clown. Bar not, he's a clown. He's the
0: sad, he's the, he's a sad clown that's hiding his sadness. Yes, the tone it's, of
1: voice that Zeno uses is almost, like, almost a dead ringer for what he uses for Dazai. Except, Vonitas is a even bigger snarky sassy bitch who does, who speaks French on occasion. That's the difference. But Zeno also gets to do... A lot more with Dazai too, because the other comment I said to Megan is, I 100 want to see Zeno do a straight fucking horror with like maybe him as like a like a serial killer or some shit because the no longer
0: human section human shit was so good. Mm, I was just like sitting there. I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> Zeno commanded everything. Yes. That if if Dazai was on screen, Zeno commanded the mm-hmm. performance. 100%. He was the by far I think the most the most energetic and very much warm character in the show. He had a genuine kindness and bravado to Dazai's bullshit. Yeah, uh, is is the nicest way to put it.
1: Yeah, he got to have Dazai as a character got to have the most vocal complexity and the most vocal um shifts that he had to do
0: he was by far the most expressive and dynamic character. there
1: it is thank you absolutely and especially like because you go from the silly goofy dazai to like the kind of solemn <laughs> mellow dazai to very very sad dazai not winning the, the to God, angry
0: dazai to, to having the horror dazai yeah, to having it's the most the dazai expressive. who has come to realize things the dazai who doesn't want to give up this is the I, most expressive character of the entire show, and yeah, th- Dazai has the most expressive range that he has to yeah. go through at once, because he has to take very low, very lows and very highs and do them very intercha- interchangeably. Yes, and I think that Zeno really gets that across, and that's why Zeno, as an actor, mm-hmm. has a huge following. Why he keeps getting the roles he does? Oh no, he's yeah, he's very, very good at at going through this range of emotion. Yeah. On the other hand, I, I have to compliment Richard Thomas Akutagawa. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Akutagawa does not go through the same vocal ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But he has probably, I think, the actually most complex character to play in the show. Yes. Because does he has to play two Akutagawas who are both genuinely their own people, mm-hmm. but are also the same person. Yeah.
1: And it's, 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 it's a difficult thing to, like, manage, in even in a short span of time. Like, realistically, this shit doesn't come up until, like, the last, like,
0: four or five episodes of the whole show. Is where it gets really meaty. and there are hints of it, mm-hmm. though, through the show.
1: Right, but what I'm saying is, he gets to play with that more in that last section. And it's a very short span of time, and it's just really, it's done really well, honestly. Especially when you have the two Akutagawas in the same fucking room.
0: At a few different points, like and of course they, and here's the thing, though it wasn't a thing where they had they couldn't have sounded different. Mm-hmm. Is the thing, yeah, like they can't have sounded different because essentially the two, the, One Akutagawa is a a hallucinatory comfort device made by the other, yes, that has become corrupted in his grief, so over the death of himself, yes. because again, uh, Akutagawa very much suffered from insecurities. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Kutagawa was afraid that he had inherited his, his own mother's uh, mental illness. He was hallucinatory. This is a man who killed himself through pill overdose. Mm-hmm. The Akutagawas in this show, played by Richard Thomas, are very, very well done. Yeah, They are misconstrued people. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that really Richard nails is... Is very much a person who puts on a brave face because of the pedestal he has put on.
1: Yes, because he is because, seen as this end all be all.
0: Well, yeah. no, and even in the real, even in the real world, again, the, the highest honor Japanese mm-hmm. literary prize is the Akutagawa Prize. Oh, yeah. Every character in this series has their own interpretation of Akutagawa the man.
1: Yeah, like... It's like,
0: no, Akutagawa is like this. No, Akutagawa is like this. As the
1: author, Akutagawa is seen as the end-all, be-all.
0: But Akutagawa, the person... Right. Is very flawed. Is is a very... Which is... All human beings are. And and one of the things that this reminds me of is... I believe it's a conversation between uh, Zeno and um, Eddie... About the interpretation of an author's work. Yeah, okay, yep is that everybody is going to come in with their own subjective view of the things what one person may view favorably the other person may not right. it is not that the work itself is is not worthy of existence nor is the author uh worthy of scorn or praise everybody's got opinions
1: cuz that's the same argument that can be applied to shiga and how shiga interacts with akutagawa at the same time because yes. we said we, we said this earlier Shiga is very critical of Akutagawa's works and all that fun stuff but he also is of the opinion that they shouldn't just not exist So he doesn't
0: like them but he knows that they have merit Yes, and that's a thing, that I think it's a larger thing of the show He's the destruction of media because it has maybe destroyed its creator mm-hmm. or uh, that's seen
1: not only with Akutagawa but with Hagiwara as well Yes. So it's seen multiple points in the show. So I think it could be considered a theme. It
0: should, because somebody is going to get something out of it. Right. Um, Which is why when they are caught in uh, uh, Hagiwara's dream, Mm -hmm. uh, Atagawa is shown the dream of of Robbie and Casey's character, and they are able to fix the dream where Casey's character, who is in a world devoid of books, kills themselves. Yes. Um, Even though they had a friend, and that books brought them together. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that the the painted version of Akutagawa has to have this very cold demeanor, and he plays the long game until he gets his memories back. Right. And the second that he gets his memories back, the malice comes out. Oh
1: yeah, because if Richards, the, po- the point is made. where is point is made very early on that the Akutagawa that are re- reincarnated into the library, aka I can't believe it's not Akutagawa, doesn't have really memories of his actual books. He knows who he is. He knows who some like a few basic details, but he doesn't know the in depth shit.
0: Which is why he reads things, and I think to me one of the most powerful moments of Akutagawa, the tainted Akutagawa, mm-hmm. is when he rips Daza is no longer human. Yes. And you can tell the level of malice and anger. Mm-hmm.
1: Because at that point, we're actually starting to see the tainted Akutagawa, and we're starting to learn, oh shit, what is actually with him? You know what I mean? And and, uh, and of
0: course, because, you know, if, if, if you paid attention to the show or you know anything about the real Osama Dazai and the real uh, Ryunosuke Akudigawa, mm-hmm. uh, Dazai very much looked up to him and, and no longer human was written in honor of him, mm-hmm. inspired by him. Yes. So for the taint, whose job is he wants to destroy all of Ryunosuke Akudigawa's works to save him so that he would never become a writer. Mm hmm. That is the greatest insult of all—that a character who wanders around as a naive fool and eventually kills himself due to his inability to connect with humanity, which is kind of what Akutagawa was. Yeah, in this show, mm-hmm. he was a man that had a hard time connecting to the people around him because they kept putting him on a pedestal, mm-hmm. and he began to loathe his lo- his work.
1: Yep, it's ma- it's also a point in the show that they make clear that. His writing style and what he wrote changed from his earlier stuff to things like Gears later on.
0: Which, that's why uh, Tosun thinks that there's a a taint involved. Yes. When it was more, it was a coping device. Mm -hmm. It's... I think to describe the regular... The actual Akutagawa Richard's performance of him, it's melancholic. Yes. It is a melancholic man who feels alone in the world with the inability to connect out. And thus he creates himself to to comfort himself. Yeah. Because him and, and Dazai, in in more ways than one, the show implies, are are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. They're both men who killed themselves because they could not see themselves interacting with humanity unless it was the way others wanted them to be. Yeah. That's what I like about Richard's performance mm-hmm. so much and about Xeno's is that they both capture different levels of melancholy and coping. Yeah. Where where for Akutagawa it is self-destruction. It is self-destruction and tearing himself down. Where for Zeno's Dazai it is to be more clownish and wear the makeup.
1: Mhm. It's it's very interesting. Like these two are the most complex for I think two different reasons. Dazai's is the most vocally complex character but Akutagawa is the most complex character themselves because yes. because Richard Richard's performance for the majority of it is very subtle but that is exactly what this character needs. It doesn't need to be all grandiose and grandstanding or an idiot like Dazai half the time. Like it's more of a mm-hmm. subtle kind of in a way it's own mentor kind of role because Dazai refers to him as teacher a lot. But There is that under layer of, like, self-loathing and malice behind it that you, like, slowly see unravel over the course of the show. And it's the subtle, very subtle shifts and subtle beats that I think Richard nails very well. So while Zeno's going through vocal hoops over here and doing the vocal Olympics, like... Um, Mm -hmm. Richard gets to have more in-depth complexity with the character themselves. So both of them are fantastic performances, but for two very vastly different reasons. But they, at at their core, you're right, at their core, they're two sides of the same coin. So it's very interesting. And especially for Richard Thomas, who has never done an anime before in his life. (laughs) Like, but no, both of these performances are like, they carry the show. Like, they are the ones that carry the show through from start to finish. And both of them are just really, really fantastic. Admittedly for me, it took me a minute to kind of adjust and get used to Richards as a Kudagawa. But with some... That was on my first watch, though. Like, the second watch, though, I'm like, okay, I know more of the subtleties are there now. And I it just ended <laughs> up being this wonderfully beautiful and complex performance. And I, well done. Well done to both of these gentlemen, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. Well done. Uh, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, so uh, overall thoughts on the show?
1: Um, it's definitely it's definitely only for it's more catered for specific audiences. That's for sure. There are going to be people who don't think it's worth their salt <laughs> um, because of what it is, but it's also you and me who both enjoy. Token Rambu, and that kind of horseshit. So, but, um, <laughs> honestly, I think it's one of those... The show aside, because because the show itself is just insane, random horseshit half the time, I think the, sh- the dub itself is one of those underrated gems that just keeps sliding under the radar, and it's a damn shame, because I really like it. Despite there being some performances for a few of the actors being fairly rough in the beginning, um they really grow into it and they fully flesh them out by the end and it's just so much fun and it's just uh (laughs) and like it does its job not in the way of me wanting to play the game me in the way of wanting to uh (laughs) read some books (laughs) like because the 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 Because the authors that are involved in this are just genuinely fascinating human beings. And some of the stories that are adapted are just genuinely fascinating. So the dub, I think, is fantastic. Not only just going through and having fun with the show itself, but also highlighting those works of those authors. And bringing them in a brand new way, in a new light, and in a different medium. um, To a new audience. (laughs) Because not a lot of people are going to have heard of some of these stories outside of probably Rashomon and No Longer Human. So honestly, I think the dub is worth it. It's very solid. It's adorable, it's ha- it's very fun. It has some fun performances in it, especially and, and and with half of the cast being like lesser known or relatively new individuals in anime dubbing, like it's a it's a fun it's a fun labor of love, I would say. Similar to when Jade did Token Togamo- Rambo Hanamaro*, it's a fun, it's a fun little labor of love. Um, but yeah, I think it's worth your time. So long. So the caveat obvious is so long as this is your kind of bullshit, <laughs> because it's not going to be for everybody.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, definitely. This is a show, like I said, made for Megan and only Megan. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. But um, that's definitely that's why the best I'm descriptor. not gonna hogbish. Mich- it's the best descriptor we got. That's the best description of like who in the fuck in the Dub Talk podcast was this show made for? It's Megan. Who is the stub made for? Megan. <laughs> is made for? Megan. Um, which is why I love it. Like in in the words of uh, in the words of the of the rush the uh, Blue Jays the worst Russian Navy thing. Uh, mm-hmm. All in all, it was a mishap of adventures, but they shot, they taught us, but they gave Chia Nakahara a gun, so 9 out of 10 stars. Um. <laughs> shit. No anti-gravity powers, but gun, done. <laughs> but they taught, th- they taught a snake to they taught a snake to do shots, 9 out of 10 stars. Please watch that video. It's my favorite thing. Oh, shit. We showed you that, right? Um Did we show you the Russian Navy video? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where they're trying to get to Japan and they're being fucking stupid. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. I'm they now.
0: finally come across a Japanese warship, and de- uh, no, and they determine it to be Russian.
1: <laughs> hey, what up? We're gonna go check
0: to the Japanese now. Fires upon the Russians. <laughs> a cute uh, anyway, I love the stub a lot. Is the stub one of the best of the year? Compared to some other shows, unfortunately, not. Is the stub still pretty good and well worth the time to check out? Yeah. I think this was a really good first outing from Laura Stahl. I think she did a lot of fun casting with it. I thought the writing was a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so overall, I, I thought this was a very well-wild check out. Like, do you just want to have some fun for a couple hours? Yeah. And just shut up your brain and honestly actually ponder a bunch of things that they actually might kind of be right about? Yeah.
1: No, uh, I know this for you was just a fun bunch of BS that you just had so much fun with. I remember you telling me that we were texting each other. Oh,
0: yeah, no, I was bitching about this for a year to get dumped. So, like, I'm happy. <laughs> worth it. Hashtag worth it. Um, <laughs> no, and again, I want to give huge compliments to Laura and her team and all the mm-hmm, cast. Yeah, uh, Again, this was a lot of fun. Please make a second season of this show. I'm begging you. Uh, <laughs> please do it so that I can have uh, uh, Asusuke Nakajima in this because he has a Jekyll and Hyde personality. Oh, um, Okay. I want to cosplay the Octagawa from this, uh, f- not the Octagawa, the, the Atsushi. Uh, Atsushi from this. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I still want to, I, I do still want to cosplay with somebody from Go, but I want to do uh, Higuchi. Ooh, nice. I want to do, uh, I wanted a Higuchi. Nice. Who is uh Octa, Akutagawa is uh his, uh, his little uh, assistant girl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love her. I love that character so much. I fucking love the episode where she's stalking him around. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. So, if you would like to check out and Go and Alchemist, you can do so via Funimation.com, where the sub and dub is streaming. And you can also pick it up on Blu-ray from your local retailers or any other fine purveyors of anime DVDs. Uh, if you would like to support us on the regular, we are the Dub Talk Podcast. You can subscribe to us at YouTube, follow us on Twitter, listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Twitch, where we stream every day of the week, but Friday, unless something comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you would like to donate to us as a one-time thing, we do have a Kofi link below. But if you would like to support us on the regular, you can do so at Patreon, where our $5 tier is My Parents.
1: i Um, like that's always the first on the list now because it's alphabetical. my parents
0: and everybody else it's megan's parents to me it's my dad it's it's
1: it's it's listed as megan's mom and dad mom and dad that's what they made me
0: that's what they made me put (laughs) that's what my mother made me put last
1: year (laughs) i think Um, i remember you telling me your mom
0: originally wanted to do the ten dollar tier but your dad told her no "No." (laughs) i remember that I mean, in defense, it's the difference between $60 a year and $120 a year, and I don't think they would- they wouldn't know what to suggest for us to do. That's also true. <laughs> my mom would probably go through my shelf and pick something we've done already. She wanted me to do one of the Sailor Moon movies because I kept complaining about it, and we had already done it. Aww. Uh, anyway, other $5 tiers besides my, my lovely parents is the lovely Michelle Pravis, the lovely Nico Robin, but with yaoi hands, the lovely Sue Tweety, and the lovely Victor Medborda, and our $10 tiers, the extra lovey Carly the extra lovely, J- the extra lovely Josh, <laughs> Crimson. The Akedna. extra lo- Crimson Akedna. The extra lovely Crimson Akena. The extra lovely Jacob Wilson. The extra lovely Jared Hawkins. The extra lovely Julia W. The extra lovely Marissa Lenti. And the extra lovely Otaku Anthony steph very quickly
1: plug where you are i uh, my name is stephanie i'm also sometimes known as lilac you can follow me on twitter at lilac review with review being so at r-e-v-u-e i do have a blog that has not been updated in a hot minute life of times wordpress.com and speaking of that twitch i have been doing i'm part of the streaming insanity i have been doing at the time of this recording on sunday nights. me and andrew are streaming i the somnium files and then on Mon- on Sunday afternoons and Wednesday afternoons I've been streaming Animal Crossing New Horizons. However, that schedule is probably going to change because as of the 3rd I will actually be employed again. Yay!
0: Fucking finally.
1: <laughs> I'm very anyway. excited about it.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I'm Queen R2. You can follow me at Queen R2 on Twitter. I also stream every Wednesday. I have been streaming uh, Fire Emblem: with the Three Houses as of the time that's recording. Uh, potentially once we finish the Blue Lions route of that, I might be playing another game. I am debating on which one that I want to do. Uh, it is a toss-up between The Witcher 3 mm. and potentially uh, I'm either thinking of The Witcher 3 or I might play um, either Shantae or Zwei, uh The Ilvard Insurrections. Ooh, okay. First, uh, gonna see what's on my Steam. Nice. Uh, anyway, uh, that is it for us. Thank you for listening to us. The library is closed. Go home. Go get your chicken nuggies.
1: You, but but you never gave me my chicken nuggies.
0: Your chicken nuggies are in the mail.
1: Th- that's not how this works. The library sells chicken nuggies. I want my chicken nuggies from the library. They're so delicious from the library. What the fuck?
0: Steph, I'm, I'm sorry. We ran out of chicken nuggies. The budget's out.
1: Why didn't you tell me this before?
0: I needed you to do the episode.
1: Oh, you fucking bitch. This is why I-, I get to be in charge next time. And I, we're doing fucking canon. All right. Cause you but lost it
0: Pokemon. Don't worry, we have a hot dog for you in the bathroom. Back room. It's not as effective, but I guess it'll do. So you don't want Andrew's hot dog? I'm I'm gonna leave now. <laughs> Good night everybody, talk to One, of my friends! <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>